Hello, welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, I'm joined by my inhuman co-host, Hunter Van Lira. That's a good descriptor for me. I'm very inhuman. I'm Muppet-like in nature. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> um, we are brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Comics down saving New York. Before we start the show, guys, it's an MCU breakdown episode, so you know we got our boy John in the house today. Two weeks in a row. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Cree and Scroll of all ages, hello there. And mm, that's so my name is John <laughs> from the MCU Beyond Infinity Podcast, a show where fellow like-minded Marvelites have assembled to discuss, review, theorize, and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am disappointed you didn't say my fellow co-host and sloth baby <laughs> hunter. Sloth baby. We had so much fun calling Travis my co-host and fellow sloth baby. He couldn't steal that from you. It was so fun. <laughs> Thank you. Two yeah. weeks in a row. Oh, no, nah, you might be on next week. I may have you on next week. Because Hunter's moving this week. This weekend, I might not have my Wi-Fi set up by Tuesday. So I'm moving to North Carolina if nobody's been paying attention. So I don't know. I don't know what I said. And this might be a big MCU week. We have San Diego Comic Con. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's yeah, why. And that's why we got to have you on the show. I am really excited. Do you guys see that there's this rumor that the D23 Expo, they're going to just... Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe. They're going to drop the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Yeah. That's also with the rumor. We'll just jump straight into some news. Yes. Rumor that Jason Siegel is going to be the thing in She-Hulk. So, well, he's going to be Ben Grimm. And then he's going to get turned rock in the Fantastic Four movie. How do you feel about Jason Segel being... I love the idea. I think it's a great choice. He is popular enough to where if they CGI him, like Vin Diesel or like Bradley Cooper, to where it's fine that he doesn't have to do a full commitment. Sure. But it's also cool that if he shows up in live action as himself, Ben Grimm, he can still do it a couple times before Fantastic Four happens. And he's a big guy. He is. He's a big... He's, he's, he's a, a very tall man. man. Like, Judge Fudge. He's 6'2". He's 6'4". He's like taller than me. Mm-hmm. But I could see him getting big. He's also Jewish, which I think is going to be a really important thing with the casting of Ben Grimm, I hope. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's he's not the big. biggest character they in that. never had Moon Knight, Jewish but, Ben Grimm. But, o- but Oscar Isaac, I don't think he's Jewish. No. And then, yeah. I don't think Elliot Page was Jewish. No, 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 never dug into it, but yeah. no, but that's why for years I've always said, like, make Adam Sandler Ben Grimm, like, he'd be so good. He like, does voices, it's fine, he it, can do a grumpy, grumpy rock man. Rest no. in peace, James Caan, he just died two weeks ago, James Caan would have been the best Ben Grimm in his time. <laughs> Imagine oh. Sonny Corleone as... <laughs> Ben Grimm. Oh, nuts. That would have been perfect. And Sandler's kind of like our generation's like Jim Khan. Like he doesn't get the tough guy movies, but he's like a Jewish tough guy. Sandler's a big tough guy. Eight crazy nights. <laughs> Who do you guys want to play the rest of the family? I don't I Torch, rumored to be Joe Keery from Stranger Things. I'm into that. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of acting credits right now. Besides Stranger Things being the biggest thing he's been in. Which is like the biggest thing on the planet. Exactly. Yeah. So him launching into an MCU career now that Stranger Things is going to be over soon sure. is a good idea. Johnny Storm is a good cast. Especially he's youngish. He's like mid-30s yeah. or early 30s at most. At most. Sure. He's younger than James. Yeah. That's not, like It's good. Yeah. I'm early 30s. That's why I said. He's younger um, than you. Yeah. He's early 30s or very late 20s. Yeah. Because I know he's one of the older characters. Are, on the, uh, are you guys like pro Krasinski? Yes. I'm fine with Krasinski. I'm fine with it. I think... Um, I think my, he's too soft. My buddy said Miles Teller would be a fun pick just to be like, there he oh, is. Oh, wow. Just <laughs> there he is. My, <laughs> it's Miles Teller to be Human Torch. Because giving him a different... After seeing Maverick, 
That guy can pull a human. Did you see Spider Head? Spider Head? Yeah. Oh, not yet. I read the book. I oh. haven't seen the movie. I watched the So, Land Cobra. That's I watched it during Cobra. Don't spoil it. But like, is Miles Teller like a human torch character? No. Yeah, I can see him in it. Um, I watched Spider Head. I was like, all right. I know it's a short yeah, story. Recasting him as another Fantastic Four member would just be dumb. I think Joe Keery is a good choice. Who's the guy? Okay, so you saw Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. You know the guy who played Glenn like, Powell. Cyclops. That's the rumor. Oh, he would be such a good Johnny so, Storm. So there was a huge rumor that went on. I think I sent it to you. Yeah, John John Carlo Esposito is supposed to be Professor X. I don't That's the that. rumor right now. I don't want him to be Doom. I have a better choice for Doctor Doom. I don't want him as Doom either. I want him as Norman Osborn. John Hamm. Oh, wow. Hear me out. Like, I'm Don Draper of Latveria. Oh, wow. You're fucking printing money, baby. Yeah, but then he, you're covering that beautiful face. He would be... I know. Well, I mean, to be, fair, off. to be fair... To be fair... He's again. So yeah, and John Hamm was in in Hellfire yeah, like he was dating. Yeah, yeah, John Hamm himself is there. Yeah, if he's sinister, that's awesome. But sinister won't yes. be the first X Men villain. He might. I don't think they're gonna do sinister first. That they're gonna do a classic. classic. They're gonna do a that's classic. True. Sinister's classic. I would love that. I would love I Omega so. Red or Sinister. Hey, Mojo, hear me out. <laughs> Mojo, you're out of your mind. Shatterstar and Longshot and Spiral. Well, what do you think about um the guy I mean, who played Jamie Lannister as Doctor Doom? I like that guy. And Killian Murphy's my second. Killian choice. Murphy. Murphy. He's a beautiful it's guy. It's Cam too. and Murphy. Those are my two choices because they're good looking. They can play dickheads, and you know. To be fair, yeah, fair I am never good at fan casting. I say this a million times every time I ever ask me, so I don't do well at these. Never do I. Dude, I'm, like, I'm bad. Preaching John Hamm is doomed. Yeah. Sinister is Sinister's a good choice, too. John Hamm looks like Mr. Sinister. Yeah, he just... Mr. Fantastic. He would be good. I think he's a little too old, though. Yes, he's, he is too old. Yes. He's he's 50-something. Krasinski's 49, so it's not too much. You have to, but, but, you, but he looks younger. But also, Reed and Doom have to be very similar in age. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Ham would, because Killian Murphy is about the same age, too, or a little bit older, I think. Yeah. But he looks really good, or he's a little bit younger. Uh, John Carlos Vizito is 63. Yeah, he's too old. Yeah. And Vigo Mortensen, another one that people have been saying to be Doom, is also 60 something. Okay. Yeah. So they're too old compared to a Reed Richards, if you're basing it off of. John Krasinski. And Vigo's already done his franchise. Yeah. He's he come he's back so, and do some Easter egg in the new Lord of the Rings. But he's he's so happy doing weird indie movies. Weird Captain indie Fantastic. Or um Crimes of the Future. Oh, and, and he directs his own movies. He's like a photographer and a musician. Mm-hmm. I think Krasinski's too nice. I think he's too soft. I think, think he can play a dickhead. When is no way? I think he why not let him? My buddy said Rami Malek would be another good character to throw in as like a Doom. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, sure I'm like, do Silver Surfer. He's a bad guy at first. He's weird. He doesn't have to be tied down to too many contracts, and he can play a good guy. Sure. Mm-hmm. True. I like uh, the guy who plays Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny. Yes. Yeah. Glenn Howerton. Yeah. He would be good, but <laughs> I just think it'd be too meme. Yeah, that's what everyone. Too much of a meme because because of the implication. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing because there's something about. Mr. Fantastic, where, like... He's a dickhead. It's and, real. And he, like, yeah. you know, his wife is like, listen, Reed, I know you just made that button that can, like, blow the world up. Or cure cancer, or, but it's only 50-50. Yeah, we so, don't know. So don't push it. And then, you know, he's sitting there at the dinner table, like, I gotta push it. And then you see his, like, fingers stretch and, like, yeah. push it for the other room. Mm-hmm. I don't think Krasinski has that. That's fair. When I saw him in the movie, I was like, yeah, awesome. He looks the part. It's great. He didn't have much time to do anything. No. So I'll give him another chance. Sure. But at the same time, if they go with someone different, it's cool that they did that for the fans. Yeah, I agree. Because Feige said it was straight up for fan service. He's like, it's mm. multiverse. We didn't tie anybody down. He's busy. This is a good choice for a fan thing. I love Jason Segel, however. I'm a huge Muppets fan. Dude, I love the first Muppets movie. God. I also love How I Met Your Mother, even the last season. Sure. a little rocky. And uh, the Forgetting Sarah Marshall. 
The new movie Windfall is also good. He's in that. Sure. That's a good one. The guy who created um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Neighbors and wrote Bridesmaids has a new movie coming out called Bros. It's the Oh, yeah. Four. Beautiful Alabor. Billy Eichner? With Billy Eichner. Yeah, that's the one. But anyway, I love the Muppets. I was a Muppet kid growing up, and that new... I am a Muppet. Yeah, you are half man, half Muppet. Yeah, there's a hand in my ass right now. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh. Frank Oz is down there. Oh, that so, movie blew my mind. Stay on casting stuff. There's a room that Oz wants to go play the Titanium Man. Yeah, that's also cool. Also, Alden Ehrenreich got cast officially, not as a character, but he's cast in the Ironheart show. Yeah. I have two choices. One of them, Zeke Stain. It's rumored that the villain in Ironheart will be tied to, because it's going to be Armor Wars yes. as well, tied to Iron Man, because of course they have to. Oh, sure. Him being the son of Obadiah would be really cool. Yes, would be. Zeke Stane's okay. also a character in the books. Or, out of left field, Arno Stark. Why oh, not? Wow. Why not? Just fucking, he's got a secret brother that nobody knew about, and now he's here. And, and it's in the comics. That's from Iron Man 2020. Exactly. Adapt that run. He'd be good for those two. He's got the jawline. Yeah. He's got the hair. He's young. young enough. Yeah. yeah. And he can, he can be part of a franchise. And Hunter messaged me when he got cast, because we both like the movie Hail Caesar a lot. A movie <laughs> yeah. that people don't really like. I like that movie. What remembers it? Jenny Tatum's Nazi. It's so good. Scarlett Johansson doing those, like, Bugsby, Berksy, like, yeah. like oh, she that comes to the water. That cast is dumb. Yeah, it's stupid. Stupid. It's a Coen Brothers movie. It's a movie about making movies for people who like movies with the Coen Brothers at the helm. It's just dumb and fun. And that was the first time I ever saw him. And I remember that was his first role. Was it and as a as a lead? And and he was, he was in a TV show cast as Han Solo at the time when that came out. And I remember going to the movie and being like, "That guy's gonna be Han Solo," and I'm okay with it. Yeah, that. I was good with it too. Yeah. And then people were like, and then the movie came out, and I was like, "He was good." Yeah. Good Han Solo. Yeah. Great. No. Good? Yes. Was any of this actually on your news topics? Um, oh, good. Yeah, all just... On uh, track. Yeah, all right. right. Before that, though, we didn't talk about Sue Storm. Do you I don't care. Sue? I don't think that's... So cool, I just stand out. Like, I just stay out of this. Who do you yeah, think? Who's uh, the MCU guy? I know. I Emily know. Blunt is a good choice. Yeah. And I'm really bad at fan casting. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, and it's, you know what? And I, I said this for everyone that like really likes movies or that really likes like certain things. I just if know actors. Say, if you know actors and you're like super into movies, you can do this a lot better. If you're a fan of stuff, stuff, you're like, oh, well, I don't do fan casting well. I I can tell you why I don't do fan casting well. It's because I don't watch many movies. You don't pay attention to actors either. I don't care. Because yeah. like, what I mean is like, I see that if, if it's like, oh, this guy's been an action star the entire time. Yeah, of course, I'm going to pick up that guy, that action guy to play whatever action role I want you to be. Because like, I've only seen you in action movies. I don't see you in other genres of movies. Alden Ehrenreich hiring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Titanium Man would be amazing. They got <laughs> two people. Oh, yeah? Two suits? Samara Weaving for Ready or Not. Samara Weaving would be so fucking good. She's super busy, though. She's going to be in Scream 6. Yes. She might be the opening kill, though, so she might have time. Vanessa Kirby from the Mission Impossible movies, and she was the sister from Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. I really like her. I'm with Vanessa Kirby. That's a good choice. Hobbs and Shaw, not so great. Samara Weaving would be good if... Because Samara Weaving's young. She's similar in yeah. age to Kiri and, well, not Siegel. He's not young. But I think if you're going to go for Samara Weaving, you have to have a younger read. Not Miles Teller, but his age. Yeah, someone appropriate. Yeah. Glenn Powell would be a good Mr. Yeah. Fantastic. He played a dickhead in Maverick. That'd be cool. But if he's Cyclops, that's a good choice because Cyclops is also a dickhead. So you know, did cool. you guys ever watch Community? Yes. Yeah. Gillian Jacobs would be good, Gillian too. Jacobs would be good, too. She, she's yes. doing indie movies right now, doing a lot yes. of indie horror. Why not launch her career again? Yeah. She was in Comeplay. Yeah, with the Larry movie. Yeah, Comeplay. Yeah, two two tickets for Comeplay, please. 
It, so it was why a, you have it's based off that horror movie it's the horror come play. play like come and play yes but any short it was about the dude the dude sitting in the phone yes uh, the booth in the yeah, 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 yeah. they made that into a full yes movie. i knew they did okay yeah. i forgot that was the really title cool it's just fun movie. to call it come play very cool movie yeah and <laughs> Julia jacobs is great and if she was in it we could all be like oh brit is in this and yeah it exactly be great another good one also, on the last thing for uh, casting, uh, they have well, not on the list, but this was off list. So I forgot to add to the docket. Um, Adam Scott is added to the oh, uh, yeah, Madam Web, which may or may not be a Madam Web movie. Who? It's not an Adam. It cannot be a Madam Web movie. No. If you still, if you see that cast and all the characters who is rumored to play, it's not a Madam Web movie. It's just a placeholder name for Spider Woman or for Spider Girls or for Black Cat. It's got to be something else. Dakota Johnson. Can she cannot be Madam Web? That doesn't make sense. This guy's yeah. be What's going on? Julie Carpenter, Madam Web. Yes, but all the, I know all the promotional. Great bangs. I know all the promotional images yeah. they're using are of old Madam Web because that's the traditional version of yeah. the character. Julie Carpenter would be fantastic. That's Julie Carpenter. Version. Who's Adam Scott playing? The villain, Ben Riley. Ben Riley. That was my ben, thing. Ben Riley would be cool because if you do choose to do Andrew Garfield as the Prime's Universe Spider-Man, yeah, because he's busy and also said he doesn't really want to do movies for a couple years now, yeah. Having Adam Scott being a clone, they don't look super similar, but they have nice hair. Stuff. They look and they're white with beards, and it's enough to just change him a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a clone. Yeah, and he doesn't even have to be Spider Man. Spider Man, he can be retired Ben Riley, maybe the Jackal or, Ben Riley. Yeah, or oh, just, Jackal would be Jackal fun. Ben Riley would with be the, great. Yeah, with the red suit, or just in general, just the Jackal just, as the villain. As he could be a younger Ma- Jackal. Yeah, Ma- That'd be Ma- fantastic yeah. because he could play a business suit villain. Yeah, why not give yeah. Adam Scott a villain role? Yeah. I like that. I like Adam Scott. I like Severance. I don't watch a lot of television shows, but Seven's I did watch Severance. Yeah, I thought he was good in it. Yeah, he's very funny. I I, I liked him in uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And then he showed up in a bunch ben. of movies I've seen, like yeah, a- COD Adult. That's why I'm playing Ben. That's what I was to say. You're so bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so. Jumping into the rest of our news, we are uh, Blue Beetle is finally finished with shooting in Puerto Rico. Rafa's shooting in Puerto Rico now. Yeah, man, they're almost done. They're so. almost done with that movie. So. And, Shotel, not Gomez. Shotel, oh my god. Gomez, yeah. Is that the one who's playing Jamie? Um, yeah. Okay, I thought Zotel Gomez was the one who, or however you pronounce it, I'm so sorry. Zotel's the right America one. Chavez. They oh, have the same shit. person. Soshi. Soshi? The person from <laughs> the Cobra Kai kid. Yeah. He's going to be Blue Beetle. He said that the comic book accurateness of the costume is something that they fought hard for. Yeah. And it is awesome that it looks that good. They, it looks they fought. So good. Like, I remember when they did it at Fandom, and everyone was like, holy shit, this is like the best thing that came out of Fandom, yeah. and how accurate the comic book was. And they even said, like, they're... I just hope the face moves properly. That, I hope it's not a helmet. I hope it like moves like in the show. Yeah. Because it obviously looks stiff, but you can CGI over it. Yeah. It's black and blue. Easy yeah. CGI over it. Yeah. But I hope it's good. I yeah. hope it's good. I'm going to follow. Oh, Ted Cord is Ted Lasso. That would be, be great. Yes. So good. He was rumored for it, but then they kept saying yes and no and yes and no. Who is Sudeikis? Sudeikis, Sudeikis, yeah. Sudeikis, rather? Yeah. Great. I'm excited for that movie. I'm, ex- I'm more excited for the DC movies than I am the majority. Well, it's because you force yourself to watch all of... I know you watch the DC movies as well, but you don't do them as hard as the MCU ones. No, but I mean, I'm just more interested. Like, because they, because also, they're not Flash movies. We don't know what's going yeah, on. Not, it's like not a what's going on with the Flash movie? Yeah. <laughs> there's, doesn't exist. There's like two a year at most. <laughs> That's what I mean. And like, I just, I feel... We'll talk about it when we start getting into the episode about Miss Marvel, but like, I am... Franchise fatigue? I just kind of wish they would start talking about 
quality over quantity a little bit right now because there's a lot like last week we talked about it there have been 13 installments in phase four in phase four mm-hmm. which started and it's in not, 2021 and it's not even close to being done the way they'll end it is probably loki 2 that that that's the only thing i can or think fantastic of fantastic four Fantastic Four would be a good opener for no. Phase 5, me thinks. They said, no, they prior confirmed that FF is the closer. Blade would be a cool opener. But Blade was also teased for Phase 4. Yeah. So. Time will tell. We'll see. It's just a lot. Blade's going to slap. It's, it's going to be a low-key Midnight Suns movie. I know. If they have Dane in it. And then okay. put in Norman Reedus. Yeah. Or Nicolas Cage. Or Ryan Gosling. The Gaz would be so good. Gosling as Danny Ketch and Nicolas Cage as Johnny Blaze. And or then like get, a Phantom Rider. And Gabriel Luna to come back as Robbie Reyes because he's relevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. Nicolas Cage with a white dude, cowboy hat. Dude, do a ghost. Dude, do, do, go, do Ghost Riders. Yeah. Make that spirit. a ghost, ghost Rider. Yeah, ghost, do Rider. ghost Riders or Spirit of Vengeance. Or Spirits of Vengeance. But well, they did Spirit of Vengeance as Ghost Rider too. Ghost Riders would be a fun little knock on like, hey, this is kind of Base cool. it off the great. Or call it by Blaze. Like, oh, call it Blaze. <laughs> or call it Midnight Suns. Yeah. Sons of Vengeance. Anyway. Marvel, we're free. I know. We're all available. <laughs> Next up, we have the Star Fox one-shot spinning out of AXE. Uh, and he looks straight up like Harry Styles. It's on a cover. It's on a cover. Oh, even in the book he does. It's the artist's interpretation. Yeah. They didn't change him to look like Harry Styles. No. The artist's look was fun. Wait, Star Fox is spinning out of this judgment? Yes. Yeah, he's got a one-shot because he's Fine. like, I'm not relevant and I should be. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Uh, continuing the Marvel news, we have Crypt of Shadows one-shot coming in October for Marvel with Wolverine. Yeah, yeah Star Fox. Uh, uh, Iron Fist is getting one, too, for some reason. Yes. Because um, everyone in the universe has a Spider-Man's high in. It's everyone from the... Um, 1 million BC as well. I think it's yes. like a star brand. Yes. Because she's, she's, she's in the book. child baby thing. She's, no, she's, she's an adult now. And she's oh, she's an adult now? Yes, and she's, she's in the book. Um, spinning out, we have Crypto Shadows, one shot in October, which stars Wolverine X23. Uh, Moon Knight. Is Bo- it a series of one shots? So, no, it's just a one shot. Oh, it's just a big one shot. Yeah. Like a uh, Halloween special. Yep. Okay. Moon Knight, Bloodline, and Bloodstone. It's Bloodline. That is uh, Blade Thor, the last scene in the comic day. Oh my god, Blade's daughter, who was supposed to get a Blade solo series back in 2016, but then they did nothing with it? Right, yeah. You have to be confused with DC Bloodline. Yeah. The that's, was, that's why I was like, what's going on? They, they have a new one out now. It's so good. DC has Bloodline? Bloodline's back. You know, Blood Syndicate, I'm sorry. Blood oh Syndicate. my god. Blood Bloodline is crazy. <laughs> Blood Syndicate is That was a crazy part of the crossover. One. Yeah, it was. Remember, like, space. Dude, here's, yeah. here's a crossover I found out about. Just this morning, I know. Spider Man X Men The Dark Web. It yes. sees Ben Riley, aka Chasm. 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 And the Goblin Queen, Madeline Pryor, teaming up because they're both evil clones. Yes. To, to ruin, because they teased a little bit of it in Hellfire Gala. That's why Spider Man was invited. And it's going to spin out of that. And no, it actually change. doesn't. Well, they're, they it said they're actually... going to talk about who stole Mary Jane's body in that so as well. It was, so they, well, Moira's Haggard stole the body. I know, but they're going to mention it. So, in this is actually was uh, also in Free Comic Book Day. Dark Web. Dark Web was also in Free Comic Book Day. Um, yeah, that's when they said we should team up. Yeah. That's why Orchasm and uh, Madeline yeah, Morbius were like, line. We could do a lot of good together. Yes. So they would team up. And then um, they were going to major reason why they're like, if the next writer of Morbius doesn't make him say Morbed or Morb or Morbin, I'm going to be pissed. Sorry. That's disgusting and annoying. I'm going to do it. Don't worry, guys. I know you will. I got you, Marvel. That's like the most annoying thing ever. I'll write the best Morbius series and it'll be called It's Morbin Time. It'll morb so hard. I'm going to morb all over the place. Mm-hmm. We're they all more pets. They I just had that big uh, morb head. No, no, I drank that. Oh, oh, and I might morb my pants <laughs> right now. I'm going to morb my pants just for fun. <laughs> I hate all of you. Morb, morb can be anything. Morb can be whatever adjective you need. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see what I want to see what goes. Spider-Man X-Men, that's like your bread and butter. Especially yeah. with Ben Riley. I know. I know it's Chasm now, but... Yeah. Ben Riley's costume is the best. Then you know what? Every there's another Spider-Man, I'm always like, this is my favorite Spider-Man costume. I, all the time. His costume looks pretty cool, but he also no, looks like a Scarlet Spider. Hoodie, sleeveless... Hoodie. Oh, you mean not red. the one from the 2017 run? Not the one with the oh, mask. You could see the mask. Yeah, what the hell that was. Oh, with the hood no. that's attached to the fucking 2099 hood. and Scarlet Spider are like the best Spider-Man. Also, remember, series. look how they are built. They are from the 90s. I just like OG Peter, man. This costume's cool. I like the web wings. I'm a big fan of web wings. Yeah, I like web wings. Uh, we also have Neil Gaiman's gra- uh, gave your book land at Disney for mo- uh, Disney movie adaptation. Yeah, which Neil Gaiman's getting crazy. a bunch of stuff. Wait, what now. is getting in that adaptation? The graveyard book. book. I, what is that? Is that a novel or is that a comic? I think it's, a novel. it's a series of novels. Interesting. Or it's supposed to be a series of novels, but one of them is out now and it's adapted. The guy writes a lot of books. He does yes, a lot. He does. And they're really good. Gaiman's a wizard. He does everything. I'm a big fan. I'm rereading Sandman right now yeah. and it's making me nervous they, for the. They said that the show isn't going to be as gory. They came out with well, that. Well, that's fine. All we've seen of the show is like the first two pages of the comics. Where that's going like, to be the whole that's season That's what one. it sounds like it's going to be. And that's what <laughs> has me nervous. Hey, man, if we get 20 seasons of Sandman on Netflix, I'm in. Why not? Why not? And exactly. 23 episodes for the podcast. How do you feel about Joanna Constantine? I'm fine with it. As long as she's not a gender-bent version and she's just an ancestor. She's the mother. She's uh, oh, his mother. Then fine. I just don't like it when they turn characters... Into another, like, why? Just use the character you have. Matt Ryan is always available. Just hire him. Well, they got Jenna Coleman to play him. And I know. Jenna Coleman's very, very. The mom? Pretty lady. I know, because she was in Doctor Who. I was like, who's a hot lady? Like, yeah. Oh, she's the. Karen Gillen. Because there was Karen Gillen. I was like, oh, that's the hottest Doctor Who. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, Jenna Coleman's clarity. Yeah. Sorry, Karen Gillan. Like she blows up the water, you holy broad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the hell? Sorry, you smoke show ten out of ten. Who like would never talk to me? There's another eleven out of ten. Yeah. I know Karen Gillan's very attractive. I just do that as a joke because it's like, I think Karen Gillan will find you very interesting. Karen Gillan? Yeah. What? What's her name? Karen? Karen? Oh, Karen Gillan, the actress. I thought you meant Karen Gillan. Right. Oh, they both find you very interesting. They find you very interesting. Thank you. Gary Gillen, let me tell you a story. And she's just like mortified, like looking at me. You win like a, she, she, they do like the celebrity auctions where like you get to go out to dinner with them. And she's just like, yeah, yeah please get me she, out. Like she here. wants to leave, but at the same time, she doesn't because it's so interesting, but it's so hard. She has that emergency 911 just like ready to go. It's open, but she's just hesitating. Mm-hmm. She's listening. <laughs> if you're listening to this, we're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry, but I would love to take you out to dinner. Oh, you guys want to talk about the Schneider news? Yeah, that's that's the last thing. Yeah, right. You got the Schneider news. Yeah, you have got it, man. Okay, Schneider went crazy. Well, uh, nah. Schneider didn't go crazy. Rolling Stone published a I don't call it like a hit piece, but and some reports that Warner Brothers had put out that they got their hands on that apparently say that Zack Schneider had hired this marketing firm to not only combat the Batman v Superman poor reviews, but he also hired this marketing firm to basically create tons and tons and tons of fake accounts on Twitter and social media to launch the Schneider Cut, the release the Schneider Cut movement might have all been like his doing. And then Sabrina. 
We love Sabrina, but she was a big part of that. But those people might not have had the idea unless Zack Schneider just went out and said, right. like... I think so Sabrina was a big fan of BVS. I even, think she would have been on it but regardless. Even, but even but. without that, there was so many fans that wanted this anyway. Yeah. But I, the, the Zack Schneider Justice League is good. This also comes from the tales, this also comes from the tales of what's going on with Elon Musk on Twitter about the idea of them releasing the list of bots that exist. Oh and the God. biggest problem is if they find out all these bots, Our like Snyder bots, or, no, not all of them. I'm just saying, like the problem becomes oh, like majority. where they go. Oh, if shit. I find out I'm a bot, I'm gonna be pissed. No, right? well, they're talking about the Trump bots, right? So all these major movements that have been going on in the last couple of years all come back to this buying of Twitter from Elon Musk, and so. When you find out this report that's coming out, I'm like it's not a report that's coming out. It's something that's probably that we they knew about that the public didn't know about, and it's going to become public soon enough. So they jumped ahead of it, and so seeing this, like, oh yeah, you know what? You're gonna find out a lot of shit. Like it's like movement on the internet. It's all fake. He was also gonna cancel Jeff Johns. I will destroy you. Well, yeah. he said Jeff. Jeff and John, John Berg, Jeff Johnson, and John Berg are dragging their feet, taking their names off my cut. Now I will destroy them on social media. That, like, that was his quote. Grow up, dude. How old are you? Like, here's the thing that concerns me the most is 12? like, like it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, the Schneider cut movement was kind of this fan entitlement and, and it, it led to a lot of toxic arguments on the internet where, you know, yes. The Batman v Superman got bad reviews. Rightfully so. That movie's weird. If you're a film critic, I guess... The first Batman v Superman cut? Very weird. This I don't get it. It's still Old weird. Edition, it fixes some problems, but yes, it is still very weird. It is a very fucking weird movie. <laughs> also, there's I, no reason for Batman I give it zero right. points because of Doomsday. He looks like Abomination had sex with a Michael Bay turtle and then he popped out. Exactly. Like, but like... Basically, knowing that that movie wasn't going to get good reviews, so you that was his that was like his career stake, and you spark up this like fake movement to be like, no, actually, it's great. You're wrong. You're wrong, and just like you're feeding into the angry discourse that's like polluting this fandom that we all really like. Just letterboxed. I've letterboxed knows the time. Letterboxed two point three. I've said this. I've said this a million times, and then and like. Uh, Bill Burr got slack for saying, or, uh, not Bill Burr, Simon Pegg Simon about, Pegg. Star Wars, yeah, about Star Wars, saying that Star Wars fans are the most toxic fandom, and then everybody blew up about it and were toxic. So he was correct. Oh, right? uh, like you shut the fuck up! I'll kill you and rape your wife. Yeah, you know I mean? like, oh man, thanks. Yeah. Like, you know, but like it's here. true. So me and my wife have this talk all the time. I'm like, it's not so like, it's not about like it's not gatekeeping or anything. Like two point five, I was wrong. You know, it's not about gatekeeping or anything like. I, I get people have hard line stance about about being a fan of things like oh you're not a fan if you don't do it. fine there are people like that and they they are the most annoying people in the world I ain't one of them but like, and I, I, I I've always said this comic books are for everyone comic books are for everyone it's not, it doesn't matter where you where background you're from it doesn't matter anything else if you like whatever you you like whatever you like and there'll be something for you yeah if oh you, there are so many comic books especially in the independent world yeah so many niche comic books yeah I'm a fan of werewolves. Do you know how many werewolf books there are? Yeah. So many! Yeah. It's impossible to stop reading them. Like, well, like, so oh, I'll use, like, I'll use the example, vampires, like, uh... Nazis? There's a new like, Hitler uh, book out. What the fuck? Oh, Alice... Alice and Hitler? Like, Alice and... Alice after... Or whatever? Alice... Uh, so, no, so, so, Alice ever after? No, no, no. no. I was just talking about um, Alice uh, in Leatherland. Oh, in Leatherland. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, that book is cool. Like, I like that book. I I'm like, it's a, but it's not for everybody. No. It is a great name. 
It's a, it's a, oh, it's, a, it's a, I'll show you. It's fairy tale book. Yeah, I'll show you. Later. We have the trade somewhere. Yes, we do. We have it over there. I'll show you the trade later. Um, but like that's the whole thing. Like they're all like that's a book. Like I like that book, but that is not for everybody. There are books. There are that, so many books. So that's for, so, so many different books. communities. For that purpose, we should the comic community and and comic movie community should not be as toxic as it is. Comics gate. Right. We talked about it way back in we the have a whole episode ep- 86. Yeah, if you're not with us, you're against, against us. us. Yeah, like, what the fuck? And, and even if you are with us, com- if you think different. Comicsgate is one of our most listened to episodes. Sure. Because every time someone... nobody really talks because, about it. Because really anytime someone looks up Comicsgate, our episode comes up. Because our episode, I phrased it properly. Yeah. What is Comicsgate and why is it bad? Yeah. Like, I phrased it like a hit piece, essentially. Because like, it hey, is. you fucking idiots. Like, I get there are people that are... like I do believe there are certain things things wrong in the industry. We all do. The industry's not perfect. Dude, Gail Simone came out with her first, like, was it, yeah, Gail Simone, yeah. right? With, um, Fridge? Yes. Yep. Yeah. She came out with that and it was like, oh shit, you're right. Yeah, like, oh man. This trope. Okay. Well, the trope still is, happens from time to yeah. time and I've been guilty of it. It does help drive stories, but it also, like, dude, come on. It puts spotlight on like, it. And you know what, you know what, you, can you write around this? Really back in the day before Gail Simone wrote that piece. Yeah. That was like a handful. And then what, and that's the problem. Like, one Fandom has become so toxic and a lot of it does have to do with the internet and it does have to do with things like troll accounts and, uh, you know, troll accounts that exist, bot accounts that exist. They are just there to promote the... Stan accounts are also annoying. Yeah. The, and that's what they are. They're there to promote their fandom. And I get, like, I'm a Power Ranger fan. But if someone's like, I don't like this. I think he's calling Kitty. Cool. Awesome. That's your opinion. I'm not going to shit on your opinion. You know, and that's why I can't stand when I won't say this on mic about somebody. But, while I have my problems with the Nightwing book back when Aaron Jurgens was doing the Rick Grayson story, yeah. I still find good things about it. Mm-hmm. I will say that it's probably one of the worst Nightwing runs I've read personally, yes. but it doesn't mean that the book was terrible. The book had good moments. Yes. The Nightwing, and the team of Nightwings that were the cops awesome. and firefighters, very cool. Yeah. Rick Grayson, not cool. Yeah. And that's him putting I'm, grease on his face, ouch, dude. Again, yeah, yeah, also, and what I read about leave. that is like, you can not like that, and then there's someone that might love that run, and it's okay oh, yeah. for that to happen. Which is great. But I think this whole, like, teach their own. I'm a jerk. Jurgens fan. Right. I was just like, why? It and did I, get better when Jurgens did. I think he didn't start it, but he took it over and it was good. Yeah. But that's the whole thing with this, especially with this fucking story with Zack Snyder. Like, you guys, there are such a fucking movement where, like, and it's, it's, it's really, really fucking disgusting to watch where people are like, well, if you don't like this, you're wrong. I'm like, uh, I, I, mean, I, I don't want to call someone out. Star Wars Theory. As much, I watch his videos, but he is very toxic in his fandom. Yeah, he's nasty. He, he said, very erotic is the other guy I'll call out right now. I, Fuck you. I like Star Wars Explained, Jeez. even though he's a little bit... I like Star Wars Way. He, he, he said something off-kilter that was like, all right, come on. I but, like Comics Explained. He's Rob. Fucked. I, I, like I love him. Yeah, so do I. Shout out to Rob. Um, we know you're listening. We love you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to Star Wars Theory, he said, I don't count the Disney movies or anything Disney's done as canon because George Lucas didn't touch it. Sorry to break this to you, dude. It's canon. He sold the rights. It's canon. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Get out your own ass, dude. Yeah, like it, it, you can bench press me and beat the shit out of me. But go fuck yourself. Well, I want to hear some funny stuff. This uh, this is in the uh, the piece. Right. The onslaught included cyber harassment so severe Warner Brothers Security Division got involved, and they've spoken out that fans and this company that Schneider hired, MyAdAgency.com. Uh, started campaigns, and he paid for this, for fans to go after anyone and anything deemed a danger to the so-called Schneiderverse. And this included directors like Adam Wingard, whose Godzilla vs. King Kong launched on HBO Max 13 days after the Schneider cut, and they were afraid it was going to steal his thunder. 
So and they really didn't. This ad campaign, they were like, go after this guy. We're going to create fake accounts where you could tell Adam Winger to go fuck himself. <laughs> Which is the... <laughs> he made your next. That will be ruled. <laughs> It just it's it, it's it doesn't even like it doesn't even boggle my mind that this is how like it's just petty. It's just it's petty. It's like, like petty. what are you it, doing? You can't and that's what's so bad. Five right. And that's what's so, so bad about where we're, where we're at in this, in this day and age. Sandbox. So I'm gonna go fucking tell the mom to go kill himself. Oh, like, if you go, oh my god. If you were like, I don't like. If you were like, I don't like the Batman. It's not for another fan to say, well, you're fucking wrong. Like, yeah. It's not. You're not wrong for not liking the movie. You don't have to like the movie. And Schneider has fucking scores of like authentic, like real deal, flesh and blood fans, but those like hardcore fans are being amplified by like this disproportionate number of fake accounts that he paid for right. to like just keep making this like angry discourse. I continue. like some Schneider movies, but after this, I am I'm not done. fun. Like, dude, I'm like not interested. You, he has always been a weird guy. No, I, I thought like, he was a weird guy like, for a long sucker time. Pu- sucker Punch is the, the movie you see that in. Sucker Punch is sucker a fetish punch movie. Is weird. It's a fetish movie. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a woman abuse suck, uh, fetish movie. hundred percent. It's got girl power, but no, it doesn't because all the women because they're getting raped. They, all the all the, they win. No, they, don't. they. I thought no. they're getting lobotomized yeah. and raped. Yes, oh, that's how the movie ends. Baby doll dies. I haven't seen it since it released. Uh, one of the girls I recently watched Kung Fu Panda for the first time since I saw it in yeah. Kung Fu Panda three. Great movie. Kung Fu Panda one is amazing. Kung Fu like Panda three for the first time I saw it in theaters holds up like it's nobody's business. Yep. It's so good. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. So at the end of uh uh twenty thirteen. So at the end of uh one of the girls gets killed. Oh, uh, next year's gonna be ten years. One of the girls, oh one of the girls gets freed, and Baby Doll sacrifices herself so she gets a lot, of, so she can get lobotomized and raped. I was fourteen. It seems like such a shallow movie. It is. It's a male Dude, fantasy. Three hundred also ends, which is like up sucks. Well, that's based yeah. on a true story. Well, it's based on we're not book based on a true story. story right? But <laughs> one of the things I, I mean, people like Three Hundred. I think the styles. I think it's good. When that movie I think came out. I thought Watchmen it, is fantastic. I think Watchmen I don't like Watchmen. Weird. Really? I will I say like with Three Hundred, it's ableist. It's racist, it's homophobic, and Schneider's comments about it don't help when, like, someone asked him, why did you make Cersei's, like, this giant androgynous, like, gay man with all the jewelry? He said in an interview, what's scarier than a thir- what's scarier to a 13-year-old boy than a black gay god king who wants to have his way with you? Yeah. He's also said, like, my Batman's the real fucking deal. He kills My people. Batman would get raped in prison. What is that? He would get raped or would do the rape? He would get raped in prison. Why? You could see someone get raped in prison in my Batman movie. That's like the kind of oh. stuff he just says. Like, that's how tough and edgy. He's an edgelord. Yeah. I thought he's, he's an edgelord. He he's that. stroking other edgelords. And now he's. we found out that he's paying to create fake edgelords to, like, it start driving to, to drive his, his, his narrative. And it's it's one fucking disgusting. It's not yeah. bad. It's very fucking disgusting. I was excited for Rebel Moon. Real fucking disgusting. And dude. the really weird Randy and right. I hate to talk political on here, but like the really hard right Randy and politics in his films, like were hard to ignore. And then he said, like, my dream project is to make the Fountainhead. And they're like, isn't that like that hardcore like right wing manifesto? And he's like, yeah, but I don't look at it politically. I just think architecture is sexy. And it's like, yeah, but like you just built and make an architect. Yeah, but didn't you like glorify like fascism by making like Rorschach the hero yeah. and the comedian cool and like taking all the subtext? Yeah, the comedian's out. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and he's great. And then when you read the book, you're like, oh, this guy sucks. Rorschach sucks, sucks even more. Rorschach is a crazy person. 
funny they're, movie. They're, you're like, yeah, the power, dude. <laughs> and then like 300, it's like just fascism wins because that's the only way because we're men. I mean, that's a history thing, but yes. Yeah, but that's why like Sparta didn't work. And then, um, and then with sure. Batman v Superman, it's like. It's basically like, you know, Clark Kent's parents saying, like, you could be their hero, you could be or their don't. messiah, or don't, because they don't owe you a goddamn thing, and do it for yourself, which is like, what if, yeah, what if like, Superman was raised by the Trumps? It's really like, and it's going to work for us. Yeah. You are a man you on the you. moon. The only thing that matters is you, 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 Superman. And that's the whole thing, like, super you, super you, you, man. It's like, like, and that's like, uh, I said this about Man Steel. Like, I like Man Steel. I, I think it's what cool. I said. The, my base problem with that movie Honestly, is Henry Cavill a lot. Though. Like, the Kents fucking suck. The Kents are terrible. Martha is just there, and John is like, let me walk into a fucking tornado because you can't run at super speed to save me. Bye. Yeah, or, or, well, shouldn't I save them? Because, like, I'm a superhero, and he's like, no, no. I'll only take care of you. Yeah. So, when, yeah. when the fucking kids were getting dropped, the driving, yeah. And he's like, I gotta get them. And his dad was like, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, John? You're the guy who gives him pie and tells him, good job for flying today. Yeah, like that's. Like, it was very. It's fucking dumb. Like, those weird. And then he appears on the moon, and he's weird. Oh, not on the moon. On the mountain, and he's weird. Yeah. Yeah, he talked about like a ghost or something. Uh, he heard, like, the lambs dying, like, the silence of the lambs. Like, and I, sometimes I still hear them crying. And then my wife made me that big hero cake. And it's like, well, what caused them to stop? He's like, I met your mother. So, like, the purpose of life is to meet a good woman and eat cake. Like, what? Zack <laughs> Schneider. Um, yeah. It's hard to ignore those things. When, when that lady sniffs Aquaman's shirt. What's that mean? I'm not going to get You would do it. Of course I would. Jason Momoa wore that. I want to know if he smells like a sandalwood candle. Because he looks like a sandalwood candle. He would definitely smell rustic. Yeah. Like some sort of rich mahogany. Yes. Yeah. Like he lives in the woods mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. But he's fine in oak. Exactly. Yes. I agree. He could build a house. Yeah. I want to build but a house. light like balls. I want him to build me a house in the woods and we just spend the rest of our lives together. Mm -hmm. Stern like oak, but light like balsa. Oh, man. Schneider's a creep. <laughs> That's a good way to end it, I guess. Dude, he's a creep. Oh, all right. All right. Let's talk about the MCU. <laughs> Talking about woke politics. No, the show was good. The show was so good. Miss Marvel, Marvel, guys. I love Miss Marvel. The show I thought it was good. While there was an ep while there were two episodes that I thought were episode five, it was good. That's the episode five was like, what the fuck? My buddy had I. I I like time travel. I think it's dumb and fun. And while you Me can too. explain away time travel by saying it's a paradox or by saying it's time travel or it's a closed loop, easy endings to time travel stories. The way they do that in this show. My buddy has a problem with it. Same guy that was talking about um, Miles Teller, Alex. Right. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to Alex. He doesn't. He. If, oh, I wish he was here. He would yell about the the Ms. Marvel paradox. How did the grandma get to the train if Kamala was never born? Because if she doesn't, if Kamala isn't there to guide her, she wouldn't get on the train. They'd be stuck. Okay, that's, like, that's a full. Loop. That's not, it's it's not a paradox. paradox. It's the grandfather paradox. No, it's not. No, it's not. not. Well, it's she doesn't fuck her grandma. No, no. linear. It's time yeah, travel. it's not. travel. Sorry. Yeah, it's not a paradox. A paradox would be like if. Kamala went back in time, killed her grandfather, and then came back. Like, that's the grandfather paradox. 
She well, you are your own grandpa. Yeah. Is the grandfather. No, no, no. Grandfather paradox is you go back in time, you kill your grandfather before your grandmother could be get pregnant. That's actually grandfather's your grandfather's grandpa. So you, no, no. The, the, you, your own grandfather, is not the grandfather paradox. The grandfather paradox, they explain it in Umbrella Academy also. The grandfather paradox is this. You go back in time. You kill you because you are mad at your, your dad. You kill your grandfather so he's never born. But the problem is, then you would never be born to go back in time to kill your grandfather. So that's what causes the paradox. Oh yeah, they did do a that's the grandfather paradox. It's Marvel time travels like Harry Potter Harry style. Tra- yes, time travel. And, or like it fixes everything. Yeah, it's, it's, there's no paradox in this. This fix was why couldn't the mom just use the bangle one last time to manifest stars? There's no, there's no paradox. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. He doesn't get it. He, I mean, he doesn't get it. What it is. He doesn't get it. Because technically, she, Miss Kamala has always gone back in time and did this. But how? The same way. If in time. So, if, if she never did it, Which if one? she was never there, she was always there, though. But how? Because that's, that's, that's how time travel works. I go back in time to fucking build that. There has to be a point in time where you don't go. No, there isn't. There is always because you are destined to do it. That's the whole time travel loop thing. It's a loop in time. Yeah, I am always non-paradoxal loops. It's all on the same path, and there's a loop. Like here's a straight line, and here's a mm-hmm. loop that's just happening. Yeah, so she would always be born. I was told it was the grandfather paradox. No, it's like Prisoner of Azkaban. Right. Watch the third. Honor. You will always. The thing is, like she, Kamala would always be born. She will always get to that point in the timeline. She will always go back in time to save her grandmother. And then she would go back into her proper time. So then when her grandmother gets older, she would tell the story, have her family, Kamala will still be born, she still at that one point goes back in time and does this all. It doesn't change it's the not a that that is a stupid plot line. It's a bad <laughs> plot line. <laughs> now they spent most of it on the grandmother, which right. is annoying. The first, I, I've heard a lot of people like the first 20 minutes. I skipped it. I hated it. I, I, I saw that it wasn't Kamala, and I was like, oh, it's about the grandma? And Oh, she dies? Cool. It was. A, I know she died? Because it's a very um, no episode. shit, it's a very wasted episode. No the shit. time travel thing was dumb. If it was like, like it's, I get it. They 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 started they fucking um check off gun dust with this. They they kept bringing up the fucking story, so we knew eventually they have to cover yeah. it. Um, check off Australian stars. Yeah, yeah yes, 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 it is. And I'm like, I get it. You were supposed to do it. And that's why like, I get why you had to tell the story. But this will go to my complaint about the series at the end. Have you guys done an episode on Kamala Khan? No, because we did Thor, the history of Thor, then the Ragnarok, and then this. So, so normally, uh, love is letter. Love is letter. I thought no, we had a Kamala episode sometime earlier. Right? No, no, I, we would have done it like no closer to the release. Because she is an interesting figure she, in modern comics, awesome figure in modern comics, and we will cover this on a different episode because we don't have enough time. I will we'll definitely maybe do for it. season two. Um, we would definitely cover our whole thing for Kamala. Yeah, uh, really, probably not, before Marvel. But she's relatively new. Yeah. You fucking oh, idiots. An ambiguous symbol of hope. Web issue 150. I knew we fucking did. Oh, I know we did. Pretty recently. Too. Yeah, it was like uh, six weeks ago. Oh, God, my time. <laughs> At the beginning of June or some shit. Yeah, we did. Can we roll the uh, Miss <laughs> Marvel? Over so the trailer. Yeah. So when she came out in 2014, like, just post Marvel now, was that it? Yeah. Captain Marvel was Carol Danvers, Kelly Sue's run was going strong, and you guys had Bob from Talking Comics on. And we love Bob. Yeah. I love Bob, too, as much as Bob and I kind of butt heads on some opinions about <laughs> Rob Liefeld quite a bit. But 
Bob and I you both. Read book? <laughs> I love Profit. It's love back, Profit. baby. I know. But, Shadowhawks. Uh, Bob and I both agree that Kelly Sue's run on Captain Marvel was a big deal. It revolutionized Captain Marvel in general, and also it got books into the comic book store buying comic books. I was Fourth World. I lived up on the North Shore. Was my local comic book store, and I saw people on Wednesdays who I'd never seen, and they were there to read. Captain Marvel because of Kelly Sue's run. Yes. I thought that was really cool. Miss Marvel came after Jonathan Hickman's Infinity, where In the Inhumans were supposed to be the new thing. It was written by a Muslim woman. G. Willow Wilson. G. Willow Wilson. She's actually in the show. Uh, Pakistani oh, really? American. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was one of the talking heads on TikTok at the end. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't yeah. know that. Very cool. Um, Very cool. And, and uh, I remember. Oh, uh, what's her name? The editor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, fuck. I we talked about it in the episode. Go back. She, and she was in Miss Marvel also. Oh, and if she, we didn't she talk was, about she it, was in, uh, she was in the wedding. Yes. She was in the wedding. Oh, the wedding. But I remember reading I that comic, Miss Marvel number one, oh, the day it came out, and going up to my wife and putting it down and saying, I hope someday we have a baby girl so I can give her this comic book. My wife's like, this is why I'm going to divorce you in a couple of years. And I said, nope, <laughs> hear me out. You're like, hold You're going to divorce me anyway, but hear me <laughs> out. This is like Peter Parker for girls, but kind of better. Which is crazy. So I was talking to my wife about Miss Marvel. Anti and Peter Parker. I was holding my daughter, and I was like, oh, my little Miss Marvel. She goes, oh, we're going to give her Marvel as a middle name. I'm like, are you bitch? You tell me that now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fucking bitch that you slapped her and looked at the child. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's my whole thing with my daughter. I mean, I watched my daughter. She's yeah. not, she had no idea. But it was cool watching with her going, oh, shit. That could be you. Mm -hmm. And it was great about, like, my girl, my daughter's not a little brown girl from Jersey. She's a little brown girl from New York. But... Yeah. Well, she's a little half brown girl from New York. Brown girl from Long Island. <laughs> a little brown girl from Long Island. <laughs> but uh, she. But like this whole thing, like, and and I guess we should talk right and jump right into the episodes. Uh, it was a show. To a little bit of the information on yeah, the show. John, John has information on. I don't have much on it. I just kind of wanted to like that we did on store. Yeah, kind of yeah. I like I wanted to bring up like. Like the Peter Parker thing. Right. And Batman right. was supposed to be Spider Man, and then Tom Holland beat his ass. Pairing He's good a high school set story with the discovery of superpowers is the tale as old it's as Spider-Man. Yes. yes. But there is this risk of repeating the path taken by every version of Peter Parker that we've seen over the course of four yes. rebrandings Kill Uncle in ben. the past 20 years. <laughs> so, off that idea, there is... So, watching... And one of the criticisms for the show was like, oh, it's kind of crazy. But, no, but, well, not that. Not just that. That is criticism, which I get. I get that. There, there is a criticism Just with watch that. Watch TV, man. Yeah, discard them before you let them blow you. <laughs> John, hashtag cancel John. What happened, man? I know. Um, that's what I did with you. I know. <laughs> I think our customer was repeating it, so it was working great. Sorry. Um, but there is a. Oh no! There, sorry. Those rocks. Okay, good. Uh, there was um, there is an idea where like. There was a criticism like, oh, it's going to be hard for me to watch this about a teenage girl in high school. But I'm like, I get it. As a man, it's going to be. Watch like, Peter Parker. But it's a little bit of it. As a. I, 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 I agree with this. Because uh, you can relate more to a male character. You're going, all right, cool. Because you are a man. It makes sense. Yeah. Personal, what, about Hunter, what about your daughter? I'm sure cannot relate to a brown Muslim girl from Jersey. Right. But while reading the character and being a fan of the character, even just by not. Even if I wasn't, I could 
It's a fucking TV. Just watch it. Right. It's a TV show. Turn so, it off and watch it. We all know about the age ages and the metaphors for puberty. You don't have to relate to every single character. Did you relate to fucking Walter White Wait. in Breaking Bad? No. Did you relate to Saul? Maybe you. Did you relate to Saul Zimner? That's a retired scientist. <laughs> so you Like, you don't... Your life is James, do you relate to Optimus Prime, the fucking Transformer? Shut up and watch the show. Exactly. He turns into a cop. No, into the microphone. We never see James's car in the same place. I just, I just leave and wait for everyone leaving. Transforms in the car form. God, like people were crying about the show. I get it. Shut up. So I do get like the fear going into the show. Going, this may be too kiddie. The fear. No, I'm being too kidding. So it had some pretty heavy moments, man. The fear is xenophobia. Think the fear of America. Something. Yeah. Those are the fears, my yes. friends. That is the, and I will say that 100%, that is very much like everybody I've talked to about the show, they were like, I'm like, what do you think of Marvel? Like, I went in because I was afraid it was going to be like too kitty. And I'm like, I get it. As an adult, you're like, oh, you know what? I'm like, but I did say, did you like Spider Man? Yeah. They don't worry. But that. But that. But that. But that. But that's, that's the exactly reason. That. What do you say? Say some dials in Spider Man? No. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it for you? Oh, uh, yeah, right. Like, uh, I, I, it was funny. So, so, I know. Sydney Sweeney has two stories. No, Sydney Sweeney's in, uh, she means the Sony she, She's in, uh, the Sony version. Well, let's hunt or something. She's gonna be in Sony version. Oh, oh, Sydney Sweeney. She's in Spider-Man. She's gonna be Julia Carpenter. No, she's both. How she's, mad would they Black Cat, if Silver there was Sabre. a transgender Sue Storm and they cast Hunter Schaefer? Yeah. Hunter Schaefer would be good. They're not gonna do it, though. You know, they're that. wimps. They're not, but, it, but make sure we're gonna be in a movie for. Is it gonna She's be, in something. Are they gonna Did, be in the they them slasher film with Kevin? Oh, Bates? that looks so fun. Is, I, think. I think it's that one, right? Oh, I think the reason why they won't do it. That to be fair, fun. I will say this all the time. Kevin Bacon, hell yeah. There's too yeah. many white people in this community that fucking ruin a lot of things. There's too many white people that come into the store that do that sometimes. <laughs> no, you know what I'm talking about. Not you. <laughs> And now we'll need no. <laughs> Dox them. <laughs> nah, everybody that comes to We we weed out the wieners and we kick them yeah, out. We so um, I, again, like ugh. one of the big things with this show is not only is this a little girl, like the female Peter Parker, this is also a Pakistani Muslim American who lives in post 9-11 Jersey City. Post blip Jersey City. Post I know that's not a real life thing. But I'm still. just saying, like with 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 the comic coming out in 2014 again, I was a in 11th grade when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. I was um, oh, you were an adult. I was like, yeah. I was um four. I was in middle school. So was my girlfriend. I was in so. preschool. I was in middle school, and my teach my math teacher was active military, so he had to leave. Oh man, good job. Our, I was my eighth, my eighth period teacher, and he told us straight up we were because he, he's the entire day. Everyone kind of knew, but it was like like whispers through the entire day, and then he straight, up, he straight up told us he goes, "I'm leaving tomorrow to go overseas and kill some people, and I will not see you guys for a bit. You will have a substitute. I will give him a whole lesson plan, I have plan for the day. I will see you if I come back." Oh and my I was God. like, "I was Did in middle school, again? yeah, okay. I was in middle school, and I'm I was like." Nope. like I was like, the Marine infiltrate made me the man I am. He goes to shake your hand. He's got the stub. I Winter Soldier arms. I was like, I looked at him. I looked at my my notebook and I was like, my life 
the way I see the world is completely upside down now. Yeah, it's going to be cynical. It's going to be very too fucked. For it. I was already fucked before this. I'm part of the generation that makes fucking stupid memes on the I internet about it. I hate it. You know one of the movies that the United Toy States uh, military showed to the troops when they were going overseas from the United States to... They showed them a movie? They did. Was it Zero Dark Thirty? No, it was 300. They literally... They played, lose! They lose at the end! They literally played a movie to get white people hyped to kill brown people. They so lose like, at the end, though! So, like, they look that's, hot, though. It's the worst movie to show. <laughs> but regardless... Show them Die Hard. That's hype as hell. That's a white that, guy that, killing again, people. That, like, is this kind of heightened um, outsiderness yeah. to... Kamala Khan that Peter Parker doesn't have. All right, and it does add to, and again, it, you get to connect it with her on a different level, and it's cool. And I love the fact that they use all the music in it is Pakistani or their sure. their their Air Bon Jovi. Or, or, well, that's the different. That, that's oh, Bon Jovi. Me a lot. You don't like no, those. I love that because that was I'm like the like reason so. why I liked it because like so they're not just because it's 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 very much my problem in comic books when they focus on one part of one character going. They're gay, and they're only gay. I'm like, I don't think Kate goes, I'm going to be gay, and this is my, that's what I'm doing this morning. Like, that's not how yeah, Kate would have wake up. Um, Seinfeld kissed... Kate Kane. Kissed, uh... Kissed, uh, Florence Pugh. Whatever, that's not what we mean. I don't know. Whatever, I watched I'd watch it. it. I'd watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's not the deterrent we're talking about. I'd watch it. It's, uh, the character's not just... going to kiss Harry Styles. I'm excited for that. You know, mm-hmm. so that's what like, like... Kate Kane in the comics doesn't make oh, you're up about Kate Kane. Yeah. You're about Kate no, 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 no. Like she doesn't get up and make I'm gay and and like I'm gay and I'm like, all, my, gay. like all my characters and like I'm gay and I just want to get laid by ladies and I'm not I just want to be gay today. Yeah, I'm like that's not how that works. works. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're you're everything about you is everything. That's why I like the 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 Bon Jovi thing. I'm like so we got a lot of music. They did from... talk about so let's stay on the gay thing for a hot sec. Yeah, in the comic books, Zoe's gay and so is Nakia. Uh, yeah, the her yeah, friend, yeah, Nakia. They're both gay in the comic books. They date each other. Yes, they have a tiny little nod at the end in yeah. in the middle. Besides them talking to each other, uh, Nakia asks how come she never outed Kamala, and she's like, "Well, you tell people at your own pace." I'm like, "Cause you're gay, and you're gonna say it, and I cannot wait." Very. You excited. know my problem with the Bon Jovi thing? What is? And I went on lengths about this on our show. How I grew up Super with the Summerhouse on the Jersey Shore. I spent a lot of time. Jovi was your neighbor. No, I'm just a stereotypical like Long Island Guinea. Long Island. Summerhouse on the Jersey Shore. I got a vowel at the end of my last name. Um, And people liked Bon Jovi, and I didn't. I was a big Bruce Springsteen. That's I I knew that's what it would be. You can tell, right? Yeah, the beard. No, no, no. I knew I knew it would be like. No, I knew you would be upset not because it was Bon Jovi, but because it wasn't Springsteen. Because you hate Bon Jovi. Because you don't like Bon Jovi as a thing. I don't like Bon Jovi as a thing, and I love Bruce Springsteen. And I was like, when are they going to talk? About the boss. And then in like the fifth episode, the episode I wasn't enjoying, the grandmother's like, oh, your mom left home one time to, to go follow this guy. His name was like Rick Springsteen. And she's like, first off, mom, it's Bruce Springsteen. And gross, it was Bon Jovi. And I was like, wow, not only did they not acknowledge Bruce Springsteen, they just dissed him. Fuck this shit. And they all, oh, yeah, that's why it's Zero. That's why it's the Um... And also, they bring up the whole Bon Jovi thing earlier when they they getting ready for the, getting ready for the wedding. Yeah, and, and they say like, slippery when wet. wet is the reason why we got together, and that's disgusting. I, I love that. I <laughs> was like, they can't really like. Also, my mom's a huge Bon Jovi fan. Like, okay, my mom's super. So I grew up with all sure. the songs. Yeah, it was at my mom's wedding. Yeah. 
wedding. Too, you know, so. it played at her wedding. It played at like hey, my birthday. We, like we danced and sing to it. So we like it's great. I have a lot. I have a lot of like early memories of my mom like singing and dancing by Jovi. Uh, my mom had me when she was nineteen, so we got to grow up together. Yeah, my mom's a joke. And so we got to like she we danced together and all that that stuff. So I loved it, and I liked it that it was part of the episode because it was just like it's another part of Kamala's heritage. Yeah, it's it makes just, Kamala feel real. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. like it's not like you are just not one person. Like that's why I like all the tech stuff is all the art is in scenery. I love the fact that the music is a mix of all her cultures. Well, what do you guys think of the style of this show? Let's loved just, it. I thought it was awesome. Loved Me it. too. If anybody didn't, shut up. Mishka. <laughs> K. Ali and the other guy who were the showrunners and the directors, their live action work includes um, the sequel to Michael Bay's Bad Boys. They did Bad Boys for Life. Oh, that's they did good Bad one. Boys 3. Bad Boys they is good. are children of Michael Bay, and you can tell. Yes. Their camera flies around all over the place. Dude, the thing where she falls backwards is really cool. It's really that was dope. You saw behind the scenes on that? It's really, like, kinetic. And there's, like, a rule in filmmaking called, like, the 90-degree rule, where if you have one character talking to another character, you draw, like, an invisible line, and the camera can't pass that line. It's a 180-degree rule. So when you see someone talking, it's one shot from this shoulder, one shot from that shoulder. It doesn't pass this line. The exception to that rule is if you have the camera circle around them, Mm -hmm. because now the audience's perspective has changed. This comes back to watching theater. It, the hum, it's how the human eye is trained. Because when we watch theater, we would stare at something, and it was like a two-dimensional 180 right. degrees. But if you were watching theater and you were walking around it, you would be able to understand it. Michael Bay is infamous for breaking this rule, hence all those shots of Martin Lawrence and Will Smith coming up, holding their guns, and doing that circle. Or Optimus Prime coming up, and yeah. the camera just circling. This show had some sick camera work. I love the way that it incorporated the uh, the the text messages and the art style yeah. into the environment. Yes, that was amazing. And that's how like Zoomers like sorry Hunter. That's that's fine. How, like, I accept Gen my role. like kind of they they've been on their phones their entire times. It's an extension of their environment. Yes. You know, hey, I I didn't get a phone till I was in high school. All right, that's fine. All right, fine, that's you fine. fucking baby. All right, I was on the precipice of greatness. That's fine. All right. I was before it got bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> kids in high school now have always had their phones. Oh my so God, while they're the walking, whatever's going on in their phone is part of their environment. Yeah. Like, it's subconsciously there. It's great. I love how they incorporated it. It's, it's, it's very much like it does. their high school stuff doesn't seem cheesy or cringy. Or, yeah, or, or the cringe came from, not from the show, from Spider-Man. And some of those characters, I was like, you are not like Flash. Right. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, are you? Yeah, you? Are you like 30? What's going on? And I was like, exactly. So I was talking, so my friend Joe came in today. Joey. Um, And Joe. he, what up, Joe? he were, he's a teacher now. Oh, good for him. He works uh he works up in Port Jefferson in one of the schools. Awesome. And we were talking that he teaches uh sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. <laughs> That's a tough age. Yeah, really tough. And, Especially for girls. And we so were many. talking and we and we were oh. talking and he goes I got story. My buddy's a substitute teacher for yeah. the Oakdale Bohemia route. Okay. He's got some stories about some middle school girls getting into fights. Yikes. And he was oh. like and we were talking and we, like, and we were talking about euphoria. And he goes, Oh God. that show he goes, that show is so fake. To the idea of it, it's almost a dramatized, over the top, perverse fantasy of people what people want in high school to be and, like. And I think one of the things with Euphoria is exactly what you're saying. <laughs> it's no. not realistic. It's fantastic realism. Like yeah. when Dude, you, it's a TV show. But well, when you see the girl who you have a crush on from the other side of a party. 
all the lights in the world don't drop out and a spotlight goes right. on that. In your brain, it does. But in your brain, it does. Yes. And that's what you, what your brain fantasizes about. I think that show does a great job. I will defend The show's called yeah. Euphoria. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not, it's not bashing you for her. It's really, it, loves it, it, no, my wife, no, my wife watches it. So, so you've seen some episodes. I've seen some episodes. Did and Zendaya I, get nominated for I literally had to walk out of an episode. Zendaya did a lot of um, stuff. Yeah. She's getting an episode soon. Yeah. Right. So that's the whole thing. So the big thing with Euphoria, yeah, man, and the reason why I, I bring up a for Miss Marvel is because looking at Euphoria and how popular Euphoria is, and it's about high school students, but it's this almost hyper-fantasized version of what Even with superpowers, people, it seems pretty grounded. Well, you have Maddie or Cassie but what? Euphoria? Do you watch Euphoria? I've seen like two episodes. Oh, I have it on the list. I want so, to watch it with the wife. All right, team. It's, it's a very. It's I'll, I'll make. I'll make a note. Maddie is every girl I've ever been in love with and married. It's a very. It's a very hyper fantasized version of story, what man. high school is supposed to be. So it, it's supposed to be like the all the partying you think. Sure. Wait, what you tell like what, it's what parents tell kids what high school you don't do. It's, it's the story all, high schoolers telling Project X. Yes, it's the insane. Parts of what high school is supposed to be, and then you look at Miss Marvel and go, "Holy shit, this is actually what high school was." Sure, it's the stupidest nonsense. Yeah. Like Kamala walking in her first episode, and people ignoring her and just like hanging out with their own clicks, and like, and then an episode two, girls, finger guns and yeah, playing and basketball in the hallway. She's trying to be cool, and people still don't give a shit. Some people are like, oh, some of them are, but some of them still don't give a shit. Like that's what I like so much about Miss Marvel. But holy shit, it, it literally, I went right back Very to high school. high school. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit. And all the fear I had with it being cringy and people like talking about how cringy it's going to be. Like like when Flash calls Peter penis. That was cringy because I like, was trying to make it cringy. <laughs> like, trying to make it cringy. So watching Miss Marvel, I was like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. This is a cool idea. This is a cool thing of how high school works and how... High school in the modern era works, and how being a superhero in a modern era high school student worked very well in this dynamic. You have to remember, every time they write Spider-Man and Peter Parker, they write it like he's still in 1963, and they don't ever update what high school life is like. So, Flash Thompson being the weird bully is not how pe- kids... Kids don't bully each other in high school, by the way. It's very rare. Have you seen me for it? No. Have you watched the hyper fantasized version yeah. of high school where they beat the shit But it's more it's, virtual. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's, very, it's a very I different flash in the new movies to be kind of like a like a like a, like a like a bully. And then, sorry, like, you killed him. You killed him. You killed James. I mean, we saw we saw no way out. What did you do on January 6th, Flash Thompson? <laughs> he was probably still at the airport waiting for his mom to pick him up. I know. Um, but it's the whole thing. Like, it's very much this, like, with Peter Parker and Spider-Man and looking at them actually doing uh, uh, the origin of another high school character in the trope of Peter Parker. Uh, Vel Jim the same age as Peter, too. Right. Peter just graduated. She's in, like, what, 10th, 11th grade? Yeah. Same age. Um, so... Watching this modern take again, it's it's so more modern than Homecoming. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it feels like it, it. It feels like if you could, if you watch watch Spider Man Homecoming again, and then watch Miss Marvel, and look out how the students act and how the teachers act, like mm-hmm. it's all like super fucking out there. Like the teacher, we made this mural of you in the Hall of Heroes because we like you guys. Shut the fuck up, also, Martin Star. I love you, but no. Also, like Hannibal Burns. He slid into my ex-wife's DMs. Martin, Martin Star. <laughs> John, why should I like our movie, so dude? Wow. I know, dude. It bothered me so I much. It does. 
She's like, the guy from Freaks and Geeks just DM'd me on Instagram. I was like, what? The guy from Freaks and Geeks? I can't compete with this. James Franco? She's like, no. Mark oh. Yeah, but that's exactly what you can you can compete with. It's yeah, like, oh my god. You can definitely James Franco wouldn't surprise me anymore. <laughs> you outweigh James Franco. But that's the whole thing. Like oh. the, that's what it is. Like if you rewatch Homecoming and look how cringy like the, the teachers are and how they act like Hannibal Burst is like I'm the I'm the gym teacher. You gotta watch this Captain America thing. He's funny and yeah. again it has nothing to do with like like them acting or anything like it's, that. It's the way they present the way they present it. But the then guidance we, counselor in this, Gabe Wilson, not the yeah. actor, the character's name. Seems like a guidance counselor. Yeah, he, like, he, guidance counselors. They're because they're like it's, shitty therapists. Their jobs. Sorry, are guys. Yeah. Right. I'm not My dad went to school to be a guidance counselor and then became a coach because he was like, no. No, I'm sorry if I'm offending no. any guidance counselors out but, there. But I, I, I know too many people who are like, I don't want to go to school anymore and I want to drop out. And the guidance counselors were like, here's your paperwork, sir. And just, it's like, dude, you're supposed to. It's not me. It's not to. Yeah. But that's only like, if you want, like, the guidance counselor in the show, it's like, that would be a guidance counselor like now. And guidance even, counselor helped um freaking Bruno get into CalArts or whatever. Right. Yes. Death Cal- 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 Caltech. 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 Not CalArts. Caltech. You know, so I remember things. It was it was it was such a cool like look. I'm like, this is what fucking Caltech? good. Like this show is it fucking was. Okay. good. I don't know. The cat every like, I, I, character was in two episodes and it was cool. So, what did you guys think of, of damage control? Stinky. No, of the yeah. characters. <laughs> I love them. I thought they were all fine. I think that's like the strongest. My thing favorite in the show. character was her brother. He no. was awesome. My favorite character. My, my dad and the dad. Oh, my favorite. He is the best. Dad uh, jumps in as the Hulk. He's, always, he just wants to be a good dad to her, and yeah. that's and it Dude, was, and the the capstone of the series is or the the season is her getting her name. From her father, yes. such a good scene. And the Sheikh Abdullah giving the her like with great power. Yes, coming with responsibility thing. I love the fact like they they're just people. Like everybody in the in the show is just people. Like how the mom acts to her is very much like it. Like, I do like how in the show spoilers. I mean, you're listening though. Yeah, well, that's that important. the parents are very. Obviously, they're a little like, oh, shit, she's a superhero. This sucks. But they're also very supportive at the same time where they're like, listen, we don't want you to get hurt. But at the same time, if you're going to help people because you have powers, you're going to fucking help people. Yeah. Right? Very In the comics, they were against it for a bit. She hid it a lot longer in the comics. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, they had to. I mean, but also, so. she joined the Avengers in, like, second year she was in the comics. And they retconned it when Secret Wars happened. <laughs> yeah. And they, they changed it. Um, but again, like, her dad, her brother's funny as shit. Her awesome. I love her brother. Yeah. Like, Especially towards the end because, like, yeah. It would be so easy the to, make, lame. It, to make the devout Muslim a lame one. You know, yeah. the devout religion. In the comic one. book, he is very lame. Yeah, but they moments, make but... him like, no, you can be like devoutly religious and like still be a normal cool guy. Yeah, like, it, and that's what's great about it. Like, uh, he still wears all the attire. Yeah. yeah. She does. She doesn't. She doesn't. Yeah. Cause she, and that's the whole thing. So they bring up in the episode, like, when he's first introduced, he, he's reading from what he dream and that's taken directly from the comic that's and the dad right from the and the dad was like can you put it down for a second and eat fucking breakfast yeah. type of shit and I'm like I'm like that's what's so cool about it is like they are her parents and her parents are first like they are immigrants like first her, her brother yeah. and her are first generation American and her brother because he's older is into significantly older significantly, uh, significantly yeah. eight years older and, than her, in, and into the faith so much where she's in it, but she also blends all her shit together. Yeah. It's such a good take, and, it, and it's not like he could have been like almost a caricature of yeah. a Muslim character. She got Dula too. Yeah, and they didn't. 
No. You, you could have seen that in the moments where they could have like turned it where he could have been a, a raging asshole to them. They could have villainized oh. the whole women in the back. Yeah. Men in the front thing. And, and they did like, it. They no, just... it's just how it's always They been. also made it a plot line for Nakia to like run for yeah. Um, yeah. like partition, not partition the leader, whatever, no. the board. Yeah, for yeah. board. And also because like, the, so the whole, the whole women, uh, uh, men in front and women in the back thing, it also happens in Judaism where they split the room in yeah, half. Yeah, no. Men on, in one half. Right. Yeah, oh, there you go. And yeah. the first generation in Family of immigrants. My dad's so, in Sicily. My mom's a Jew. So, this world is not, it's like, not that. So, in Judaism, uh, if you go to a, 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 a synagogue, men sit on one side. Well, that's like other. a conservative synagogue. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, it does happen. So, the, so people that, so when people go, oh my God, like, no, 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 this is the thing. It, and you have to wear certain things, things and you and, have to yes. clean yourself as you walk yes, in. Yes, this yeah. is all things, same thing. If you think look at Christianity, look at Catholicism. You so bless yourself when you walk in. Holy water. There is, right? There are, yes. Yeah. Uh, my wife's very devoutly Catholic, so when we've gone, you know, when she's gone, I've gone with her for things. You so bless yourself when you walk in. It's all, they all Abrahamic religions. It, and you can see, like, that conservative motion that's in uh, Miss Mama, but they don't go and make it where it's, like, something to be feared. Like, Kamala doesn't go, and we're being oppressed, and this is how the entire system needs to be upheaved. And there's some good lines not about them being oppressed, but like when damage control is about to go inside yes. the mosque, oh and they God. all had the, their IDs ready, and they're like, wow, that was fast. And they're like, yeah, we're used to this. Yeah, yeah. that was such a good line. Such a good it line. Felt like, wow. And they're like, don't fun. hide in the mosque. And they're like, why? It's like, because there's been cameras in here ever since, I don't know, the World Trade Centers went down, <laughs> yeah. and xenophobia swept the nation. Yeah, you know, crazy. hiding the shit. We can't. Yeah. And as oh, the day, there's a big part. Like if you watch like how damage control walks in, they don't take their shoes off. It's like a complete disrespect to the whole yeah. thing. It's never resolved who the shoe thief was, but No, it's the boy. Oh, it was? Yes, because you see him with the shoes later on. In the, the ice cream pizza guy? Yes, ice cream pizza boy is the shoe thief also. Because that, yeah. if you look at the shoes he's wearing, he has two of the shoes on. Damn, because Travis and I were saying that, that it was the kid in the closet. Oh, no. Oh, it, the kid that wants to be boyfriend? His name is Miguel. 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 How could you forget Miguel? He's in two episodes. I know, and they're always like, it's here. And it's like, who? Uh, not Miguel? in the comic book. Um, yeah, but, uh, the reason why uh, we it, thought it, it was um, screen, uh, screen Crush. Oh, yeah, he's Nimbleback. Yeah. shoes. Yeah, yeah. He would. He would. That little fucking creep. The further south your fetishes go, stay away. From you know. So, do you know why the foot fetish thing exists? Oh, it's a thing with the brain. It's actually a thing. Crosses. Is it? So the fetish, the, 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 the horny and the bra- and the feet are connected. Yeah, your sensation, your feet cross. sensation, where your your brain when you t- touch your feet, is so close to your sensation for pleasure, like for sexual pleasure, that parts if there are neurons that grow from one side to the other. That's why people have feet fetish. Sometimes they cross. It's yeah, it crosses. Weird. That's why. You know why I'm a shoe guy? Because I hate feet so much. I got to cover them up. Oh, I hate fucking. I got my feet. Forrest Gump. Uh, I see. Cortez is on. Oh, that's why I got Forrest Gump was on the other day. Like, the other day when I came home from work and I walked in, I'm like, Apocalypse Now. Because it was the Vietnam scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Apocalypse Now. My wife's like, oh, Forrest I'm like, oh, fuck now. Oh. I literally left the room. It was okay. Yeah. I hate that movie. So I feel like it's a baby boomer fever dream where it's like, you, we won't talk about fucking force. Back to Ms. Marvel. Let's talk about so, Iman Balan. So let's talk about Iman Balan. Let's do a tiny quick plot thing. Sure. So episode one, she finds the bangle and puts it on her cosplay to become Captain Marvel. Episode two, they do the mosque thing. The tri-state area has the party. Boy slips and breaks his ankle after getting saved by Nightlight. Episode three, Destined, which is a recent cover uh, character, it's cover name. Kamran reveals that he's a Dijin, and they're all genie things. A jinn. A jinn. 
because all of the Muslim stuff has to be connected to jinn now, but whatever. Well, that's a whole cultural thing that we don't need to talk Travis about. Travis called that, by the way. My shout out to the clandestines. He called. He's like, "What do you know about the clandestines?" And I was like, "Absolutely nothing." Oh, were they from like, the comics? Oh yeah, there was yeah. clandestines. They are uh, villains in the comics. No, they're good guys. No, they're like the Thunderbolts. They are bad guys pretending to be good guys. It's like a gene that fucked like a knight of the Round Table, and they like started a family called the clandestines. Yes. Damage control, damage control captures the clandestines and Kamran while Kamala, in episode 4, goes to... Oh my god, where does she go? Doesn't matter. Anyway, Karachi. she goes to Karachi yeah. to meet her grandma. She hangs out with the Red Daggers and meets the other guy. Why are you doing a prank? I don't even do those anymore. A quick one. Uh, oh, I just want to get through it just so we don't miss anything. Uh, India, 1942, 20-minute backstory of her grand grandma that uh, her great-grandma that died, and we all knew it was coming. She's her own grandma. What? <laughs> oh, my God. That's not, that's not happening. <laughs> so at the end of the clandestine episode, she gets traveled back in time, and then at the, the start of the next episode, she gets a 20-minute prequel, yeah, and then she saves her grandma, that's and then all the other clandestines die, and she passes the mom, Noor, passes her powers to Kamran, Kamran's like, what the fuck do I do? Episode 6, everything happens, Kamran and Bruce Bruno basically got blown up, and, and then damage control starts throwing stuff at him. Yeah. And then they do that cool high school scene where they're running around the high school while wearing the same clothes. Yeah. Everyone bands together, and Zoe's cool. And then she's a mutant. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Famous slut Zoe. So we kept slut shaming around the show. She didn't do anything. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. Skanky Captain Marvel. She did though. So. That was weird. Yeah. I was not okay with that. That's the whole popular. But I'm also, but I'm also a parent, a third year old man. So yeah, me going, that child is supposed to put some clothes on. It's a thing that's in my brain. Um, but and then also, I Wikipedia the actress and saw her. You know. <laughs> Damn, John. Um, she got links? Yes. Well, no, it's not. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I'm out. Well, that's I'm Good night, everybody. <laughs> so one of the things, like, I'm kind of ignoring the plot to Captain Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel, rather, because one of the things I don't really remember from the G. Willow Wilson Miss Marvel run that I adore is the story too much. I don't really think about the show. The first villain is a clo evil clone of Thomas Edison. Yeah. That's her science teacher. The villain the fuck is, that? is a inhuman named Lineage who looks like... Well, that's not really her first villain. No, that's her like, first villain that's is... That's her first Cock big villain. Yeah, her first yeah, actual villain. villain is Edison Jr. I thought there was going to be a giant cockatoo in this show. That's what they make a reference to the, co the cockatoo in an episode. And, they make it, yeah. and there's like, he's got like, a, Bruno's got like a Tesla poster. Yeah. yeah. And there, it's like Edison Electric. Yeah. And the lightning bolt and Travis and I are like, we're going to get, like, a mutant cockatoo on this show. Oh, so what did you think about Bruno, by the way? I like Bruno. It's fun. Not talking about Bruno? <laughs> Shut the fuck you up. beat me! I never thought. Hey, John! I thought Bruno was fine. I, I definitely would not have liked him as Peter Parker, but he also would have been a different guy, so... Uh, is Bruno's Bruno or Bruno? Oh. Shut up. Oh. Matt Lynch was fine. I think he was good. Bruno was... I feel like he didn't get enough screen time. Also, Bruno in the comics has a brother who also runs the circle queue with him, who's a younger brother. Is that not just, supposed to be Miguel? No, like, it may have been just for timing. Yeah, it may have been. It may have just been timing and like casting where they just yeah. didn't care enough about it. I like Bruno a lot. I think it was cool, but uh, you definitely go. He had. Oh, by the way, there is an unresolved plot point. He in the final episode, he leaves a note in Kamala's locker. Yeah, I saw that. And then it, it goes to the one. Week I love you. I'm leaving now. And, but the problem goes. It jumps to the one week later scene, and I'm like, motherfucker, did she just not go to a locker for a fucking week? And she left it at school for the next year. Well, yeah, let's like, talk about the big elephant in the fucking room. That Bruno definitely wants to be with Kamala? No, but she's an X-Man? 
mutated elephant gene in the room. Powers in the comics come from inhuman origin when the Terrigen bombs came off and her inhuman gene was activated. Yes. Not okay. In the show, we knew there was going to be a power change and that was going to revolve around cosmic jewelry. This is the cosmic jewelry phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ten rings. Ten rings this. I think they're all linked. Then we find out it doesn't just come from the jewelry. She's actually a genie. Then we find out it doesn't really matter that she's a genie because... Because? She's got a mutated gene and it's just another label. And we have been introduced to the Merry Mutants in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after the acquisition of 20th Century Fox Studios from Disney. So my pitch is that she's still an inhuman and the X gene is something that they think it is because Bruno's not smart enough to figure it out. And then Professor X goes... Because it'll be John Carlo Esposito. That's what'll kill us all. Please no. And then he tries to take her, and she goes no. And she gets big, and then she fucks up the X Men, and then Scott Summers shoots her, and then she's captured. So and Black Bolt flies down from the moon on his dog, and they save the day. Hunter's got all these action figures right now for the people. Every action figure in the store, he's just clashing them together. My real idea is that Bruno didn't know what gene it was. It's just a mutation, and happens to be an inhuman gene. So I but. Do believe they so, and we were talking about this off mic. Yeah. So before John Hickman, when John Hickman was writing Inhumanity, the scope of how big Inhumanity was supposed to be is supposed to be was never kind of felt until the moment the bombs go off in the story, and then they were like Infinity, Infinity, sorry, Infinity. In the real world, what was going on with Ike Pemberteer? Who was one of the upper echelons from Disney on time? Us Jews pronounce him Pearlmutter. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, okay. Um, I'm so I was so, I was gonna. It's okay. Too. We were chosen by God, and you guys weren't. Okay. I know. It happens. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, he is God's chosen people. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, I was a mud people in the Bible, so it's fine. That's true. You were a mud people. Yeah. Oh, but you were mud people God. in the Bible. No, Pearlmutter was a monster. Yeah. He ruined what was a good error in Marvel. He turned around and was like. We can't support anything that's X-Men or FF-related. You can't have toys. Cancel all the toys we're about to release for, for the FF. Cancel all the X-Men books and relaunch them. And anything... Only them, two of them. No, all, well, at the time, there was a bunch of them. Yeah, but then they said only have the two Bendis books. Yes. Uncanny and All New. Yes. They canceled Brian Wood's X-Men, Adjectiveless X-Men. Yep. They canceled Everything. Uncanny of course, Avengers. Extraordinary X-Men was fine. Well, we'll I'm going to get to that in a second. Amazing X-Men was cool, so too. I'm gonna get, so what happened was, and he goes... Anything that they're all merged with us, I want them to erase so much so that I want you to take old class, even if they're on a cover of, like, Secret Wars 8, if there's a t-shirt with that coming out, I want the X-Men and FF removed. Unless it's Wolverine. Unless it's Wolverine, because it will still sell. Yeah. Wolverine's Wolverine. Because we, they, they won't, they can still make stories with Wolverine just fighting old, for him going back to Japan and do shit, because they don't care. Sure. That's how we got Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine. Right. So. <laughs> Man, that was a short-lived series, but it was good. I hated it. It's Frank really? Cho. I, hate I thought Frank it was fun. So, listen oh, to me. Sorry. That whole mutter, that was then became the edict across in the Marvel comics. So, the rumor is that it's written kind of pseudo verified that when they were making Miss Marvel, she was supposed to be an inhuman. They were making this as a coming, spinning out of. She was supposed to be a mutant. A mutant, yes. Sorry, she was supposed to be a mutant and it's spinning out of the Captain Marvel story. They didn't have to worry about inhumanity. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, inhumanity. Infinity, in- into infinity. Infinity, yeah, inf- infinity into inhumanity because they were like, 
oh, we're just going to be realistic. She's a mutant and she is a fan and this is why, and this is the right age for her powers to get strung out. Perfect. They were like, she's going to be a mutant. And they were like, no. Tie this into um, Infinity, into Inhumanity. The bomb goes off. They're like, all right, cool. I guess we're going to make her uh, inhuman. That's why she's actually not in Infinity. Her, that's why her first appearance is in Marvel Point One when she gets her powers because in the comic book, in the Captain Marvel book, when she first appears, she's just Kamala. She's that's person. what they say. I think that was retconned and it was just someone who looked like Kamala. Right. Well, you no, know, in the comic book, they, they confirmed it. That, that was, they but that's like how more confirmed that like Constantine was like in a swamp thing when you know the artist just wanted to draw steak. Right. Um, well, it, 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 it's, 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 all right, it's, what's always come out, because G. Willow Wilson wrote it, and it was supposed to be, like, because sure, sure. she was the president, and that's why it was supposed to be a bigger story. Once they were, like, we're going to expand and make her her own character, they were, like, awesome, but now she can't be a mutant, she has to be tied to this inhuman story, yep. and the X-Men have to now make the Terrigen Mist, has to now kill the X-Men. So this, we also had Inhumans... Uh, being hyped as the end of Marvel Phase Three, the MCU. Right, and, and they were like, "Let's go." Vin Diesel was going to play Black Bolt. Right, yeah. and they were supposed yeah. to. Right. So the din 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 din. It was actually a reference to the oldest iteration of what Kamala would have been. Yes. So actually, it's more comic book accurate than anything. I can't. That's what it is. It's conceptually accurate. And so I think. So if she's an X Men. Fine. Me and Aunt. So Aunt doesn't like it. At this point, don't change the comics. But right in the movies, the people need to separate. The MCU from the from the comic books now. Yes. At this point in time, we, we are ten plus years into the MCU. Films, thirty five, thirty plus films, like yes, thirty something franchises. Yeah. We, we, we do not films. Like, films. You need yeah. to learn to separate things better yes. now. But I will say, they're different projects. Different in ideas. a good X Men story, especially a new reader friendly X-Man story that you want the whole world to fucking read and fall in love with. You need what I call a ride-along character. Yes. Or a Jubilee. character. Kitty Pride. Jubilee. Magma from the X-Men Legends games. Rogue from the Brian Singer movie. Rogue. You need a girl or a guy young or a young innocent person who just found out that they're a mutant. Iceman. First day of school. They are your POV. They are your POV. They are the character. They are the audience self-insertion. So they they are the reason why everything's being explained to is because the character's too new to understand anything. And that's why I think Miss I think Kamala is the best way to do that right now. Be her into the mutant school. Yeah, but I also but I also think like it's okay to have mutants operate outside of it and to have her be it that we don't know what Marvel is going to be. I think at the be. end of the Marvels, she should go to Xavier. Because we know at the end of the post credit scene, she somehow switched places because of powers or bangles. <laughs> she switches places with... Do you know how? No. Mega Bands. Mega Yes. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. Yes. The bangles are the Mega Bands. That's really cool. Yes. So she's like Rick Jones. Jones. So like... Rick Captain... Jones is a sleepwalker or is he A-bomb? Rick Jones A-bomb. Okay. So Captain Marvel back in like the Aren't 80s. Aren't the Mega Bands Quasar? No, that's Quasar. That's the Quantum Bands. Those are the Quantum Bands. Who? What so, about Nova and his brother and Darkhawk? They have those? helmets. Those are helmets. The crystal, that's the Raptor Crystal. What's the fucking... The Mega Bands? Mega Bands you touch... Oh, I'm thinking of get, Infinity Warps. And you oh. get... If you touch them a certain Infinity way, Warps, you get Darkhawk has the fucking bands. Yeah, if you get touch them in a certain way, you get transported into the negative, negative zone. zone. So there was this Captain Marvel, like the original Captain yeah. Marvel had this story arc where Rick Jones on Earth had the Negabands 
and Captain Marvel was stuck for years in the negative zone, yep. and then Rick Jones touched them, and, and he swapped. switched places and found himself stuck in the so negative zone. So was Carol Danvers stuck in the in the negative zone? No, we don't or, know. because because I was thinking about this. I was like, what if she? What if Carol was flying through space, and Kamala's just like, <laughs> and fucking dies in the no. I'm thinking that she's going that Carol this whole thing happens about 20 minutes into the The Marvels the Marvels movie and the rest of the movie will be Carol talking to the parents being like I gotta go find your daughter and she'll be basically be the Rick Jones surrogate for jumping back and forth between the negative zone and I hope Annihilus is the bad guy also um that'd be good that's all so yeah that's Larson looks more creepy she She was looking good Goddamn. Um, she was she was a little less buff than she used to be, but she's also getting super fucking ripped right now. She's she looks so ripped, so yeah, good. She's so ripped. She's, she's been posting she's, she's been posting thirst traps oh, on the internet recently, and I'm like, whoa, dude. I know. As much like, as I'm into it, like, whoa. I call it. She's getting a Fast and Furious issue. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot she's gonna be in Fast Ten. I know. Is she gonna punch a car? I don't know. <laughs> I want she her to throw a missile. I want, I want her. I want her to wear, jump like, up in the I want her to wear red and white and blue, red and gold and blue shirt. And then in the rock to wear black and gold to, and then punch each other. I want her I mean, to be a good cop that fights the. I want her to fist fight Vin Diesel. I want her to fight Michelle Rodriguez. I want to see Brie Larson versus Levy. I want to see Brie Larson kick the shit out of Tyrese <laughs> or Ludacris. I would like to see Brie Larson step on Tyrese. Oh, uh, dude, step on Tyrese. Step on fucking. Jason Momoa is in this one. Yeah, well, what's his face? Roman Reigns is in the other one. No. Yeah. Roman Reigns is not in a fast movie. He was in Hobbs and Shaw. No, he was not. Yes, he was. No, he was yes, not. Because I know Rowdy Roddy Piper was in. No, Roddy Rowdy Rodney Ronda Rousey was in. Ronda Rousey was in five, seven, seven. She fought Letty in the towers. In oh, Hobbs. that was seven. I've, I've seen random movies. You know, in Hobbs and Shaw, Roman Reigns is like his freaking Hawaiian brother guy. Maybe it was right when he took a break from wrestling because of his injuries and his um. Wait, Hobbs and Shaw came up? And he showed up in uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Wait, what, That's Roman Reigns, my guy. He is. He yeah, plays he, Mateo. Yeah, just like fan defeated. <laughs> I know one oh, thing about Fast and Furious that John didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, <laughs> so thing like it, Brie Larson should fight Roman Reigns. <laughs> this show has been like a, a, a fucking awesome. Like oh, and then um, we just don't we just we just don't know. The only thing we just don't know is like what the Marvels is going to be about. I obviously besides finding Kamala, yeah. I think the end of the movie she should... goes to Sword to I, find Kamala. I think the end What's of her working there. I think Monica, the end yeah. of the film should be the Shi'ar coming to Earth and the Shi'ar introduced. He's a Bexman. Well, and, oh, then, and then the other post credit scene, Kamala gets picked up by Xavier, played by John Carlo Esposito, and Gwen Powell Cyclops. But also oh, remember in the comic in the comics that um. Carol was probably X-Men for a while. She was starting yeah, binary too. She was uh, well. That's what it was. She was, uh, lost her powers and being binary. So maybe, so maybe, jamming. So maybe what's her face? Um, Kamala Imani Vellani will be Imani, Imani Vellani will be the binary of the X of the MCU. Sure. She'll be on the event of uh, the X-Men. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Actually, it would be kind of cool because her powers. She's basically armor from the X-Men. Yeah. So instead of as much as I would have loved armor to be the POV character, we really can't do that anymore. No nope. kitty. Kitty, uh, we've already got Kitty. Kitty's my favorite. Elliot did a good job back in the day. Yeah, but she wasn't over Kitty. I know. But the movies were, it is what it is. But I think Armor would have been a fantastic POV, especially with how much she's grown in the, sure. in the comics. But obviously, we got this. If if any of the X-Men call her Armor, I'm going to freak out. 
Because obviously she has her name as Marvel, whatever, Nightlight, if you want to talk, like Bobby, if he gets introduced. If you want to like, oh, you're, <laughs> you're fucking Nightlight from, from the news. And yeah. She, Actually, it's Ms. Marvel, and that's when she first name drops it to the X-Men, maybe, because she's going to talk to Captain Marvel. Well, we'll see before this, yeah. But, like. No, they're not going to call her Armor. They can't call her Armor. I'll be so pissed. Well, what do you guys think of the power change? I wasn't crazy about it, to be honest. I was okay with it because it still showcased the same powers. Because when she first got it, I was like, oh, it's Green Lantern. And then she did the stretchy hand to save Zoe. And I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. There were rumors going around. I think we talked about it probably times where the bangle was supposed to unlock her inhuman gene. And then it was going to, the hard light was going to disappear and her limbs were going to stretch. Obviously incorrect. Yep. When she embiggened, it did look a little weird because her head stayed small. Yeah, and, the rest and she was like, ah, like, and her head was tiny. Like but given the given the hard light aspect of it, it is what it is. But she still stretched. Yeah, she caught cars and it was stretching. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I yeah. like the way she used it defensively to like oh shields and stuff. She would make shields and she would also and platforms. Like, and that like, was really cool. She would, like, she would like fall on the ground and then like use it to like push off something. Yeah. And, like, when she when away. she's about to land on the red dagger guy and then she lands on the thing yeah, and then like he the... moves and then she fucking falls. That's yeah. good. Yeah. The show they had used a villain well. problem. Yes. It had two villains that were both not villains. Yes. And then it introduced a third villain who was not a villain. Yeah. Yes. So we have the damage DODC, Department of Damage Control, introduced yeah. in Far From Home. The guy from Far From Home only makes two appearances. Yeah. And then we get introduced a shit. in No Way Home. That's what I meant. Sorry. No. There's, there's no way home. Homecoming. Was he? Yes. Him say that guy. No, he was that guy. Oh, no, damage, damage yeah, control. damage control was the guys who took the shit away from Vulture. Uh. But it wasn't that guy. I was talking uh. about the guy from yeah, yeah, that guy. No Way Home. He show he he goes all right. What are we gonna do about it? And then he talks to the lady, and she's like a cunt the whole show. Yeah, great actress. She's yes. good being a bad lady. Yeah, but I was like, dude, you suck. Yeah, listen to the guy who's telling you you're gonna look like a fool. Yeah, but whatever. So she tells the guys to go in anyway. She she sucks. Yeah, because, also she because sucks. she's supposed to suck. Yes, yes. she's the white man. She's the the, the police. It's, yeah. it's the whole yes. all that kind of stuff. Cool. She's supposed to suck. She did fine. Not a real villain. Yeah, the clandestines. We're are in like two episodes yeah. fully. They only one, of, only one of them has a name. Yeah, Kamran is just there. They got yeah. names. The Noor and then the other three. Yeah, one of their names was like Al or something. There's a whole Kamran. There's a whole so thing where they get issues it, and like, but they're not in the comics. Is Kamran the original Red Dagger? No, Kamran is the. I think he was translucent. He's he, oh, okay. He's, he's translucent. Lineage, is, uh, lineage, yeah. Okay, lineage cool. is the bad guy. Oh, no, okay. I thought she was going to end up being lineage, and that these powers were going to be connected to her lineage. And I thought that would have been the best. Well, connected, obviously, but yeah. not that. But that should have been the movie. Yeah, so, and then after the clandestines die at the end of like episode four, basically slash middle of five when they get yeah. dusted. That chase scene at four was cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Comron becomes bad guy. the bad guy, but not really. Right, like, I would prefer, he, like, he can't control his powers, and he doesn't know what to do, and of course. He's not surrendering because damage control is bad. Because he's already been captured once also, and they were brought into like the fucking hole. I also so. believe like if they made the raft, the, what they should have done is not have Kamran have that resolution at the end. If they want to actually make him a bad guy, escapes to Karachi and then meet up with Red Dagger and joins up with this. And you're like, what? Yeah, like he just joins up. Well, he joins up with it because Miles knows. Okay. He leaves his car and Bruno's like, he left his car and I have it now. Dude, there's so many licensing things you have to go through to get that fucking car. What do you mean just have it? Get out of why, here. And that's why I think Comron should have made... race for shit. He broke his arm. We don't call him Bruno. Then a week later, his class is oh, off oh, or whatever. Oh. We, again, we sh- the whole thing is like, Comron should have never made the redemption. He should have just gone full-blown bad guy and been like, this is why... I we, think he will be This bad is guy. why we don't trust them. This Look at what they were doing. This is why I can't do this. These powers, they just want me... I'm not surrendering. Kamala... Like, 
Don't Red... rule in, in in love interests. Yeah. You got Bruno. You got Red Dagger. That's the guy I was talking about. Red Dagger is the one they heavily tease in the comic yes. books more so. Her and Bruno have like a thing, but like he meets Mike really eventually and Mike's cool. Who's Mike? She's the chick with the blue hair in the comics. Oh, okay. She's like another nerd character. When Kamala goes off to hang out like over the summer, uh, she, he meets It's a summer Mike. love time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. It's right when she meets the Red Dagger for the first yeah, time yeah. or something. Yeah. So. yeah cool, cool, cool. All right, guys. Uh, overall, we got to talk about uh, giving the show. Wait. Wait, okay. On the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast, we rate and review all of our episodes from one to six Soul Infinity Cones. <laughs> oh, Sean Infinity Cones being baseball. the worst. Six Infinity Cones being the best. We do accept half Infinity <laughs> Cones. What do you guys give Miss Marvel? Quick interjection. I forgot to talk about this in the rumor mill section. Taika Waititi's rumored to do Eternals 2. What the fuck is that? I'm done. Next. I'd rather see that. You know, like, your franchise is failing because it was too serious. Just get Taika to do it. Yeah, but then don't let him do Eternals 3. Because um, yeah, 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 Thunder yeah. was divisive. Yeah, but <laughs> have more Druig and Macari be horny. Yeah, Taika would roll in that. I know. He would roll I in know. it. I know. Yeah, he would. All right, so. Ben Gosling on the Newcomers podcast. Okay. You talking about Pip the Troll? He did. He hosts new coverage is a podcast with uh, two oh, yeah. comedians I really like. Yeah, Lauren Lampkiss and Nicole Breyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did with, The Office. They did Lord of the Rings. And yeah. oh, they did Lord of the Rings. They did Star Wars. Oh, they did, the, they did the Tyler Perry movies. Oh, no, Medea. Mm-hmm. And now they're doing MCU, and they just finished their MCU episode uh, miniseries uh, with the Eternals, and Pat Oswalt was their guest this they week. They finished it with the Eternals, or they're waiting to they do They finished it with the Eternals. Are they ever going to go back? To cover the other six shows and movies? They covered 25 things. Did they cover Love and Thunder? And they did not cover Love and Thunder. Thunder. They're not going to go that crazy. Yeah, they're not. They're Still cool, though. They're not yeah. in far. It's pretty funny. It's okay. Yeah. So what did Pat Oswalt say about Pip the Troll and Harry Styles? nice things to say about Jack Kirby, and he discussed Jack Kirby. And told Dude, Pat Oswalt's great. But also, Pat Oswalt's a big comic book guy. Yeah, he's, he's a big comic book guy. He's been in the MCU before. He played the triplets in Shoes. Yes, he was. talked about Modok a lot, and these people had no idea what Modok was, and him describing Modok to these people yeah, was. It's like, it's like the adult swim show Robot Chicken, but it's a family drama with a giant headman in a chair, and he's got a kid. But yeah, no, shout out to a podcast that doesn't need shouting out or plugging. Man. It's a very popular podcast on the HeadGum Network. But if you do want to hear two people who never heard of Jack Kirby or just were kind of like. They're just listening to Pat Oswald talk? Well, they're like. You know, everyone always talks about Stan Lee, but you haven't mentioned Stan Lee once. You just keep talking about Jack Kirby. Was, like, Stan Lee the idea guy? And he drew it, and he's like, actually, it was kind of the opposite. And, like, they're, they're all like, oh, that's... The idea guy, but Stan Lee just filled in the words. Yeah. But then Stan Lee was also, like, the necessary of two evils. Like, right. Jack Kirby couldn't have been the cheerleader that Marvel needed and yeah. that Marvel needed. Yeah. Stan Lee is a big, just, like, happy dude. Yeah. Excelsior. Yeah. One out of six Infinity Cones, what do you give Miss Marvel? Divisive. One being the worst, six being the best. We do accept half infinity cones. Divisive. Five and a half. I like the show a lot. While episode five kind of sucks a little bit. And no, it's not because of the opening. It does kind of pace it poorly, but it's an interesting take on what's going on in the show and how it explains backstories, blah, blah, blah. I think the show's great. I'm a young baby boy. Yep. I like shows that involve younger heroes that I can relate to. While, not, while I cannot relate to a 16-year-old Muslim girl from New Jersey, I can relate to the struggles of being a shitty teenager. Sure. So I'm fine with that. I'm in the same boat. I'm giving it a 5.5 out of it 6. It is my favorite Marvel TV show that Disney Plus has done. Daredevil is still number one because Daredevil fucking rocks. I think Hawkeye is my favorite. Hawkeye is... My MCU ranking is Ms. Marvel, Hawkeye, Loki. They're so yeah. close. Sure. They're, they're inter... 
They're so they're so close to being interchangeable. Mm-hmm. If Kamala Khan's next appearance in the Marvels is stinky, I'll move Ms. Marvel down because while the MCU does separate itself into shows that you can rate separately, blah blah blah. Purpose. The ongoingness of the characters themselves. Well, Jeremy <laughs> Renner, if you gave me a Hawkeye show five years ago, I'd be like, "Fuck this! What is this?" Yeah. Hawkeye didn't really have an arc until recently. Yeah. yeah. The Hawkeye show fleshed it out more so, obviously yeah. because of the Ronin stuff in Endgame. That was fun. That's why it's fun. The three most fun shows that Marvel has done, Ms. Marvel, Hawkeye, and Loki, are at the top. Moon Knight is fun, but it is hard to understand for the normies. I hate Loki. I, um... You hate Loki because you hate fun. I hate Also, because you're like, Kang the Conqueror shouldn't be a joke. Oh, I'm like going to hate Ant-Man. So no. But it was he who remains. It was different. It's a more... Johns and Majors. Fucking I like this. I like him, but like, I hate Loki. I, uh, was... I'm also rating this show outside of the box, and I'm not doing it. I'm doing it more subjectively, where I'm trying to put my head in the mindset of, how well was this show made? How... Did these actors? It's very do. visually cool. All the actors are great, even being younger actors. Even the side characters were good. They were great, except for the enemies. This show wasn't all the main cast for people my age or for a person like me. Yeah, but I'm glad you liked it. And for the people who the show was made for, it was as good as it gets. I would have given it six out of six if Brie Larson smiled more. What? Easily a joke. What do you give it, James? He's gonna I give it a three and a half. No, I'm gonna five out of six. Wow, it's fucking amazing. I thought the show was amazing, but the, my biggest knock to the show was like, episode five is kind of a wasted episode. It's it, it, episode five. and I, I Also, it's only six episodes, This it could have been eight. This is where my... They started out with eight, and they keep fucking shrinking. This is where my, my critique actually falls. I she don't... supposed to be 12, so let's hope. My critique... But still. My t- critique... And the only reason why he's getting a five out of six is because the sixth episode structure does not work all the time. No. Give me give, the fifth episode was a uh, was checkoffs. It works for a mid series like Moon Knight. Right. Was, but this is the problem. Like, one that fifth episode is a filler because that the episode was a checkoffs gun about the whole story. Mm-hmm. Give me another full episode to do the nor lead up big the battle. Yeah, and then, needed more stuff to do. Right. So you captured like the second time. They that's the problem. This the series has nothing to do with the actual. It has more to do with the actual layout of the series mm. than actually the, what was in the content wise. You gave me six episodes and I enjoyed five or six of them. This is why you're getting five or six uh, on this on on my right hand because if, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um or sloth babies. Ah, five and six holidays. We're yeah. waiting for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special so we can finally start doing things one out of five Star Lords. Oh, no. Nice. We have to wait. You yeah. have to wait till the next. You could have done it with Love and Thunder. I didn't it. think about it. I've got Infinity Clones. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, this is getting Fire Six Lost Babies. Wow, I'm surprised. Because this show is fucking amazing. It's good. And the only knock on it is because it's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> it's a breath of fresh air yes. in the MCU. Yes. While I would say that as well about Kate Bishop's introduction into Hawkeye, while she is fun, I think Kamala Khan is a better audience insert people, especially yes. for someone who's coming into the shows now. Yes. Post Endgame. Yes. You know, all these guys coming in. This is a very, it's very fresh. It's a very fresh origin, and it knows. It's a, it knows. It's, it's, a, it's a very. It's a, it's, 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 there are the moments where it needs to be heavy. It's heavy. The moments where it needs to be fun. It's fun. The story is very balanced. It's yes. It's very safe. But what's great about it, it's being safe for an origin for a character that most audiences do not know. It's not over convoluted fucking story. Yeah, the time travel thing is a knock, but again, that episode yeah. five's not good. Sometimes I forget that people don't know who Kamala Khan is. Because even if you're not a comic book reader, she only appears in very small amounts of media. She appeared in Marvel Rising. Yes. She appeared in the kids' show, The New Spider-Man and Amazing Friends. Yes. And she's appeared in 
both Ultimate Spider-Man and the Avengers yes. when they did the crossovers. Yeah. She has not been in a lot of content. So, like, my buddy was like, I have no idea who this character is besides that she's an Inhuman and she's a fan of Captain Marvel. Right. That's it. And anything that you've told me, I've either half listened to because it gets confusing and I'm like, sorry. Yeah. And, or, or they would just get from just basic media. And that's what so it is. I forget that even those characters have been around for almost 10 years now. That's who they are. Yeah. And that's all they like. I like the show a lot. I like, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Very good. All right, guys, you are done with our picks of the week. Uh, picks of the week. Hunt, do you want to do yours first? Yeah, we, dude, we got a nice little red theme going. Uh, yeah, theme by the way, that theme. I like that because it ties into our, our Zack Snyder story. I just said it really quick before you. I know. I was like, oh, this one. So, Rogue's Gallery from Image Comics, story by Hannah Rose May and Declan Shavely. It was written by Hannah Rose May with art by Justin Mason and colors by Triona Farrell. This is toxic fandom taken to the next level. Crazy. So... Red, Red Rogue, or Crimson Rogue, is a TV show based off of a comic book that this character, this in the story, the character named Maisie Wade, made in. She was the she's the showrunner. She's like the Jeff Johns yes. of the show. She didn't make the character, but she made the show based off of it. And it's kind of running its steam, similar to a CW show where a lot of the fans are like, "Wow, it was great, but what the fuck's happening?" Maisie Wade has had some troubles on set with a lot of her actors and stuff going on where she's become a little bit controversial. But we don't know what's going on with that fully. We could do a bunch of teens who are complaining in a comic book store about the show and about how Maisie Wade just bought, you know, the first appearance of this character and how Maisie Wade is ruining the fandom. We get a little bit of an insight about how each of the teenagers' personal lives go. They all kind of suck, but they all still, you know, meet up and hang out and talk about their favorite show. They devise a plan. To ruin Maisie Wade's life, essentially. Just give her a little bit of a torture session. Kind of, like, fuck with her a little bit. So they dress up as the characters. It reminds me from, oh my god, what the hell is that movie? They dress up as the characters and invade her house. Um, The Purge? No, that they go to... The mess Strangers? With, they go mess with someone and then end up, end up, like, backfiring on them because they went to go do something. Oh my god. Um, it's, uh, whatever, whatever. Is it is it the one where the guy's deaf and Stephen Lang? Oh shit! Yeah, I think. But also, that's not that's shit. not a great movie because he's not a serial killer. He's a, rapist. He's, he's a rapist because the the lady that he kidnapped like killed his daughter, so he like kidnaps her and then impregnates her, but doesn't rape her. He just turkey based her, and it's very weird. Yes, it got a sequel. It wasn't that great. But Stephen Lang was good. Yes, he's a good. I forgot what it's called. Lights out. Lights, Lights out because he's blind. Yes, not deaf. And uh, Hutchinson in that movie, Percy yes. Jackson, I think. No. The other one, 13, uh, uh, 13 Reasons Why Kid. Sorry, I don't remember your name. Anyway, so the teenagers decide to uh, make a plan to dress up as the characters from the show and attack Maisie Wade. But <laughs> bad stuff happens. It's a big old twist. Big old twist about what's going on in the realm of Rogue's Gallery. Very cool, uh, insightful take on the toxic fandom. Very cool take on potentially mental health while working on Hollywood projects and comic book movies as a whole. Similar to what we're talking about with Zack Snyder. Very interesting yes. uh, time for this to come out. Maybe it was a promotional stuff. All right. This book is fucking crazy. The only downside I have is given the twist at the end, the book does nothing. Yeah. It explains toxic fandom, which is probably the 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 farther on point of the book. I don't know if this is an ongoing or a mini. It's a mini. So it's probably about five issues. Yeah. Maybe eight at most. Probably. So 
it doesn't get to the meat and potatoes until literally the last page. We see inklings of it with, like, news articles coming out that I don't want to spoil now, but you'll see them. They, they don't hide them. They kind yeah. of just, like, show you, like, oh, shit, something's going down. So it just sucks that the main characters they introduce to you, we don't know what happens, but at the end, it's not looking good. And it's a, and it's, it's a story about the creator, that we, oh, the, at least the creator of the show, that we don't really get into until, like, the last page. Which I'm okay with in the sense of, like, this is a cool kind of, like, twist. Yeah, it's a cool twist, but the concept of the book is like, all right, when's it going to happen? And it right. happens on literally the last page. That's fair. I would have done it about like, if it's, let's say it's 25 pages, I would have done it at page 20. That's fair. Had the last five pages be a little bit more action, and then boom, the, the kicker to the next issue, as opposed to literally just the last page going, not in my house. Like, yeah. all right, relax. That's I called get it. edging. It's, yeah. It's he, very cool though. Wrong, the art's amazing, and the well, no, that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. The it's art's amazing, natural. and the book is still really good. But I don't have to give it a full because while it's amazing, again, well, you're introducing me to these characters that don't matter now. That's fine though. I, I like I like that though. It's cool. Yeah, yeah it's a cool twist. I can't give it a perfect score because of the nothing that happens until the end. So what'd you read, James? I did Little Red Ronin from Source Point. Another red book. Uh, written, source point. Yes, written by Garrett Gunn and art, colors, and logo by Kit. Ah, uh, Garrett Gunn is the good boy guy. Yes. So this opens up with a Tanuki, which is a raccoon. It's like a Japanese raccoon, Coon. right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, retelling their experience meeting the big bad wolf. Oh, oh so it is Red Riding Hood. Yes. I figured. Um, but they realize it's a story. Uh, from it's a it was the grandmother's story, and that this new Tanuki is living with her mo- uh, with her uh her father. Uh, th- you're welcome. Uh, her name is Red. And she is like she is mad at her father about her mother, her grandmother being like locked away. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like her story going like on ru- uh, like running away from home, and about the big bad about how if the, if the big bad wolf actually exists. So she does all these cool like, so it's cool because you can't you can assume like she's a teenager, but like she's also kind of a prick, and it's great. Like she has this cool little attitude about her, uh, and like she's like trying to like just like. Be on our own and like survive on our own. Um, it's a little cold, a little bit Ronin because she is also a, like a big like ninja fighter. Um, it takes place like, clearly in ultimate uh, Japan. It's a little red riding, but she's a ninja, yeah. But that's why she's Nuki, yeah. you know. Thank you, thank you. Um, and uh, she talks about um, she's oh, she's like she's like it's older. It's kind of hard to tell with the arts. Like, I know you can tell with characters. Well, it's because it's like arts. a chibi animal thing. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to tell. Like, and probably, because, like, teens. Yeah, teens, maybe even... Because she talked about when she was a little girl, so... Yeah, she could be, like, 16, 17. But she talks about the, the Big Bad Wolf and how it really exists. Mm-hmm. And how it's really out there. And so she's just on the hunt for the Big Bad Wolf. And then she, runs to, then she runs to her boy, Dave. Oh, Dave. What is Dave? Porcupine? Yeah, I think so. That's what it looks like. Hey, Red. Dave, what the fuck? Man. <laughs> Have a nice from Dave. What are you talking uh, about? It's a fun <laughs> comedy book. Yeah. It's a fun comedy action book. I was thinking book. about picking it up. I like their new logo. Yeah, me too. It's a fun comedy action book. When it's rated mature, it's what it does. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's a fun yeah. comedy action book. I'm giving it a four out of five. The only reason why I'm not giving it a five out of five um, is because it the story's cool, um, but I do want a little bit more. It's just a little bit slower pace, which is fine. Um, I just want a little bit more on the first issue. Oh, can't wait. Don't say nothing. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Dope shit. Dope shit. Dope shit. That's right. what we do. Yep. That's Dope what we shit. do. That's what we do. I and guys, our story of the week is... Oh, it's another Axe book! Yeah! yeah. Wow. Axe Judgment Day number one, the official start of the event. Yes. Druig is still fucking weird. True. Let's get into it. So it opens up with the... Ah, Kieran Gillen and Valero's shitty. Yes. I didn't pronounce his name correctly. Kieran Gillen, I'll forget. 
Yes. And both Karens. Yeah. Both Kieran Karen. Karen and Both Gillens. And Marte Garcia. So it opens up with the, of course, um, the Eternals. Of course. It kind of a loose resolution on what happened in the prequel yes. issue. Yes. Uh, uh, Tony and Cersei are out to lunch. Uh, and then Cersei is jabbed in the face by Echo, who's now the Phoenix and a member of the Avengers. Read the Avengers. And they Listen. take her up to space going, look, we pacified her. We got her. While at the treehouse, you see Scott and Jean talking, talking about how Scott is like, it's kind of weird not having the Phoenix on the X-Men, right? And Jean's like, that right now, Scott. She's like, bruh. We have all this shit going on outside. Yeah, stop talking about genocide. Um, fucking cop. But uh, yeah, they talk about the, the big thing is that... Well, Cyclops are bad. I don't know. No, it's not. Cyclops are right. Basically, um, so the big thing with Cyclops is like Jean's like look hey, outside. Relax, shitty. Relax. Uh Jean's talking about what's going on outside, which is the fact that the X-Men, um, Cyclops has revealed to the world that X-Men, the mutants can't die. They have the resurrection protocols. Yeah, that was the first Hellcat right? That was no, this is the last one that happened. Oh, it was the most recent one. Yeah. Okay. And it was the last issue of X-Men that happened before this, and now Scott they're all dealing with that. And the um, are like, let's get it. While Anchor Cower, um, Destiny has a vision about the war coming, so she sends... she's back from Inferno. Yes, so she sends Nightcrawler to Erico, Mars, to tell them, like, oh, something's about to happen here. Uh, while they, we come back to Venture Mountain, while Cersei is... Explainers explains everything about what happened in the entire ter- Eternals run that Karen Gillan wrote. Because <laughs> uh, you got it. In, like... Because you got it. Literally, in, like, five to six pages, explains everything, uh, where we have to rig... Uh, and talk- they introduce Thanos' dark side... Thanos starts like apocalypse. apocalypse. Uranus. Uh, he's been in the book before. He was in. Uh, he was in Eternals. Um, he, that's a very that's a very poorly glazed donut, my guy. I know. Um, Durig talks to the Council of uh, of uh, Eternals and goes, "Hey, mate, how about I declare war on all mutants? They are clearly deviants." And they're like, "Sure." And he goes, "I want to use Uranus for one hour if I can let him out." And they're like, "Sure." Um, while we jumped and we found out that Morgan Taggart was the one who's been feeding the information. Uh, about the uh, mutants to Durig and the Eternals. Uh, the Quiet Council is then attacked, and the Unimind bombs. Um, er, oh, actually, bombs Mars. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, bombs Krakoa. Uh, and releases like an attack. While all Krakoa is now under attack by all mut- uh, by all Eternals, and the mutants- bunch of X people get got. Uh, and they are targeting the five. Mm-hmm. Uh, because without the five, there will be no resurrection. Um, which is facts. Yes, it is. At least for the time being, Sinister. <laughs> I know. Uh, Sinister is captured by yeah, uh, Athena and Makari. Yeah, Makari and Athena kidnap Sinister in AXE Judgment Day Prelude. Um, and Mars is no more. Uranus wiped out all of Mars. Uh, and all the X Men leaving, actually burning all, the, taking all their bones and putting a giant X across Mars mm-hmm. for all the mutants there. They get fucked. Um. And destroy the gate to Mars so they can't go back. And then yeah, we humanity, see the Superman, including Strong Guy and Havoc. Yes, it's really cool. Uh, humanity actually kind of celebrates the fact that mutants have been killed. Well, because the mutants kind of went like, yeah, we're our own sovereign state. We also control pharmaceutical needs like healthcare, and we can't die. So get fucked. Well, neither can they because of them. No, but they will not resurrect humans. That's the problem. Yeah, but they'll yeah, but they'll, they'll help them with, with medical advances. Yeah, that's actually what they said. Going to resurrect them, and now they are. Also, mutants have always been in the the public eye as stinky. Yeah, so. yeah, they are now resurrecting a bunch of machines to go after the rest of the population. Yeah. Well, Captain America: Seven Avengers and 
They go, we that can build God. We can make God today. And how do you do that? It's about taking your celestial giant space mountain and turn it into a weapon. Tony Stark. Hell yeah, man. Um, we are now fully at war with the Eternals versus X-Men, and the only reason why the Avengers are involved is because they're like, people are going to die in the streets if we do and not stop also these Also, because two. they live inside of Celestia. And that's yeah. how you get the Arkham and Max. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, it would just be Z. It would just be... Um, also, it would also help stop millions of people from dying, and how mutants, one of the mightiest races in the world versus a, the another mighty immortal race, how does that work for everyone else that's not in Mortal Race? I kind of like, like the Avengers' involvement in this one. Yes. While the X-Men and the Eternals are similar to the X-Men and the Inhumans or the X-Men and the Avengers in the first books, the Avengers are actually the peacekeepers in this. They're always drawn, usually on the covers, as like kind of holding them back. Yes. Like, whoa, guys, relax. Yes. The X-Men have been under fire for the last like 10 years versus X-Men, uh, versus Avengers, versus Inhumans. They fight with themselves a lot. Yeah. So I'm glad that the Avengers are like, especially Cap, he's like, guys, we already went through this. Chill. And as the way now that, you're fighting with the Eternals. What's going on? Well, they're like the Avengers in this, and especially in this book, they're taking a stand where like we can't have these two. They can't pick sides. Massive races fighting each other on Earth. Mm -hmm. We can't have this happening in space. And have <laughs> and have it. Well, also having to so where the Inhumans are and the Eternals. They can't go there. The Inhumans are still stuck no, in the No, they're not. They're, they're up kill in, the Inhumans. No, they all die. They got the, the five hundred alive. Pro butters out. No. Have to kill the Inhumans. No, Lockjaw's alive. No, I tend to um. Promoter killed them all off with Donny Cates' story, Death in the Indian. They're off in Kree Space doing nonsense. There you go. They're right. Remember? This is off in Kree Space. Except for Kamala. Um, but she might be a mutant again, so who cares? But, <laughs> so I like how the Avengers like, we can't have these almost two immortal races just killing each other on this planet. That's a good they'll never just stop killing each other. Yep. So we have to find a way to stop each side. So they're going, we're siding with the X-Men because there was no reason for you to attack them. Except because you're asshole. Because you're asshole. So there's no reason, like, the X-Men well, are so busy in their own story. Druid, it's, well, it's also Druid and everything, Yes, everything, uh, everything blends to actually the story. Okay. That's what it is. So Judgment Day is actually been a story that's been building in all the X-Men books for a while. Okay. Like, it's like, Moira and Orcus were like, we know how we finally beat the X-Men. We, we have a plan to defeat the mutants and how we're going to do, do that is play the Eternals against them. Sure. And so, okay. so she's been feeding the information to DeRay going, hey, how you stop the Eternals, or how you stop the X-Men is by killing the five. So, but Which you need, facts. but you need to go to Krakoa. And I don't know how you're going to do that, but here's the information of who and how you, and what their powers are. And this he's like, oh, those eggs. And he was like, I'm going to bomb the shit. I'm going to do bomb the shit out of them with my Unimod. Gold balls. So. His name is Egg now. Egg, his name, yeah. Wolverine calls him Gold Balls, and he goes, "On, please, I'm Egg," and I'm like, "That's not a line you should." Well, there's say, a line dude. in this where he's like, "Please, I can smell Egg's blood on you." Wolverine, yeah, yeah. Him as egg in well, afterwards, yeah. All right, so got we give it. I can't really rate it. Two point okay. five out. Of no, not that it's bad. It's very well written. Yeah. It's just you need all like the last one. You need all of the knowledge of Eternals, which they loosely tell you. You need at least the last three volumes of Avengers to know what the who the fuck the cast is, and you need to read all of Hickman's run to know why the X-Men are assholes. So, this is the one event that you need so... Like, War of the Realms is a mega event, yeah. but you really just needed to know what Thor was doing. Yeah. This is like... All three teams that you're probably not reading because X-Men has 50 books, Eternals doesn't make sense, I, and Avengers I, is too all over the place. So It's a lot. It. If I have yeah, to you give have it... To, if you're it. forcing yeah, me to give it a score, it's right a three. Okay. Because it's well written, the art's great, the characters are all feel like they're voiced properly. I'm just confused. I only so, read X Men, so like I'm super confused. That's yeah. fair. I am um, so confused on the story because I only read X Men. 
So the one thing I'm going to give this, like when we talk, when we talk about uh, Eve of Judgment last week, and what the biggest problem with Eve of Judgment is, like it makes you have to read Eternals. This kind of gives you the map of Eternals, like like not even does. So she tells you, exactly, she goes, "The Rings of Power Eternal." Well, I thought Icarus was, Well, he's not. We lost, and they like, wait, why? Well, we resurrected Thanos because we are fucking. We thought we could because we, we suck. Because we suck, pretty much. <laughs> we resurrected Thanos and. He went on rampage and Derek played him and then became the prime eternal, so we kind of got fucked. Yeah. So it that's literally two pages. I'm like, oh, cool. That answered my entire eternal thing. Yeah, yeah but like X Men fans, so all mega events. To be fair, no mega event is clean to jump into. You know, like I said, more of the realms. Thor was just kind of like you kind of know the last few years, years of Thor, but that's what it is. Like seven years of Thor. Seven years of Thor. <laughs> yeah. But that's the whole thing. Like, I very much like no mega event oh. is gonna be very clean enough to go in. That's why I'm giving a four out of five. Nothing will be oh, clean enough to, to get into there because yeah. you can't. And again, I say thing said the same thing about Dark Crisis. Like, if you didn't read Dark Crisis, like, if you didn't read Just League and you went into Dark Crisis, you're like, why is it Just League guard? Well, did you read the last issue of Dark Just League? No, I haven't been reading Just League. Well, go backwards and buy the one issue. Mm-hmm. You know, with this is like it's the same thing. You should at least be reading one of those three titles for you to read this. Why would you jump in now to read this entire event? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is not just an all-mega event. And you like to read mega events. I read all mega events, you but I also you just read, happen to read all the X-Men. But I also read... No, I don't read all X-Men. I only read, I only read X-Men and Immortal. Oh, yeah. Okay. You dropped a bunch. And then I read Avengers. So... What would you give it? Oh, I'll give it four or five. Okay. Yeah. Close this out, boys. Hell yeah. John, yeah. we can't catch you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Cree and Scroll of All Ages, you can catch me every Sunday on the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast, a show where fellow like-minded Marvelites have assembled to discuss, review, theorize, and wax Wax intellectual over any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and beyond. Cool. Beyond. beyond. Thank you again for having me on, guys. I'm looking forward to always a pleasure. Next time. Maybe I am Groot, depending on how long these things are, and if it's or worth maybe to talk week about. When Hunter's not here. Well, no, I'm talking about with me and an MCU project. <laughs> oh. The next MCU project down the line is Joke. Joke. You're correct. It's, coming. it's a coming. Ben Grimm better be in it. Let's so, guys, it thanks for listening. Head over to our website, andrewcomics.com. Check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at andrewscomics. The podcast Instagram, Andrew's Amazing Podcast. The Twitter, Andrew's Amazing Club. To the news, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. I always support your local comic shop. Have a nice day, guys. Guys, we'll see you next week. Hunter may not be here. We'll guys, see. this is the last time me and Hunter will be face to face for the podcast. So it's a very I, different episode. Except for when we uh, when I visit for something. <laughs> cool, then we'll talk. Yeah, face talk. Yeah, we'll <laughs> face talk. Peace. Peace.